And welcome to episode 126 of the Game Train Podcast. You sure? You sure? For real this time. This is the real 126. The episode before was fake 126. We want to put news. that out there to see the listeners, to see if they're actually listening, that they'd pull us up on uh, 125 being 126. So well done to all that told us that Thank you, everybody. we had the wrong episode <laughs> in the in the intro last time. But hey, you know, we've done that much content now. We just... You know, it's hard to keep up with all the episodes because we've done so just many. Just so much. Just just rolling in content. That's right. So on, on Real Episode 126, there's your title, by the way, Real 126. Real Episode 126. That's perfect. Uh, uh, this episode is uh, our long-awaited Diablo 4 review. That's why it's, it's taken a bit longer to come out because I played the game just a little bit. Um, just a little bit. Uh, we're going to, uh, Carl's going to give us a quick rundown on Street Fighter 6. Oh yeah, I uh, played that. Yeah, you played the game where you, where you fight in the streets. Yeah. And, um, we're also going to chat about a bunch of the conferences that have been going on the last two weeks. Like we've got to Xbox, Summer Games Fest and Nintendo, which was last night. But before we get into all that, let's go into a uh, quick news break. <laughs> First up on the news, uh, big news. I know you're excited for this one, Carl. You've been looking forward to this for a Let's long time. Let's go. Let's I go. Have actual official Let's news go. here for you. Cricket 24. Oh, come rele- on. Releasing October 5th. Oh, come on. <laughs> but wait, there's more. We've got more. How I know could there you, possibly I, be more? I know you're really excited for this one. Xbox fans, right? You're an Xbox fan? I'm an, I'm an Xbox fan. That's me. Uh, Xbox fans, guess what? AFL is coming at the end of July and I've early already, August. I played it two episodes ago. I was, <laughs> it's all in. It's coming in July, end of July, August. So after all that BS, whatever's going on there uh, with their so-called couldn't print the discs or get the shipment in, it looks like it's coming in late July, early August. So hopefully the game's actually properly fixed by then. We're still probably getting like patches every several days from Big Ant, patching all the crap out of the game at the moment and actually making it playable rather than giving us the, the shitty beta demo build that released. Um, but yeah, so that's exciting for AFL I've got, Xbox I've got my, fans. my sports game already. It's Foam Stars. That's what I'm, I'm going I'm to... Isn't that Splatoon? Yeah, that's my sports game. Uh, okay. Um, also in news, uh, Hideo Kojima says he is heavily involved in the Death Stranding movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Isn't it already a movie? Yes, but the actual movie. I know, but like, yeah. come on. Do we get Norman Reedus in the movie? We have to. Could you which, imagine if it's like Tom Cruise or something? You'd be like... I mean, I think we have to get Norman Reedus, which makes it kind of worse for me. Because then it's like, it's even more why bother? Because it's like, it's a, it's it's all there. It's kind of a movie. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not How sure much, if... Will there be more walking than the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Oh, there will be a, there'll be a walking montage for sure. As long as it has with, that... Uh, um, with, with low role... No, with low role playing in the background. Oh, uh, no, I was hoping for like, uh, I would like to reach out my hand. <laughs> dum, 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 like the Ice Age one. 
And didn't they play that in uh, Georgia the Jungle as well? I, I, I don't know. I was actually being serious about low roar and, and all that. And the I mean, walking thing, but that's, that's probably definitely going to happen. Rest in uh, peace, low roar. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I could see all that happen. But then you might as well play the game. That's what I mean. It's especially if it's Norman Reedus again. Mm. Like, isn't this just? But yeah, Low Roar had fantastic music, and I'm sad they've passed as well. So man, that music was yeah. an absolute highlight in that game. Yeah. Holy moly! What a beautiful way to uh, immortalize. I wonder if uh, Kojima will use similar music in part two when that releases one day. I'll have to. It, like even just as a tribute, right? I I wonder yeah. if they have like what their body of work is actually like. Don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, also, in terms of uh, body of work, Dead Cells is getting an animated series. Very well done. Very well done there. Good job. So, is that coming to Netflix? I have no idea. We've, so there was a um, a teaser released mm -hmm. yesterday. Yeah. And I, they showed almost nothing, but. They teased the art style, which looks awesome. It looks like a, a kind of like a flash, flashier version of uh, uh, like I mean flashes in the software uh, of say the Castlevania style, but like thicker, blacker lines. Not yeah. quite Saturday morning cartoon, but it looks very just pop arty, and it looks really cool. Uh, what did they say in that? I don't. I don't know if they did. They give us a date. I don't know. Wait, give me two seconds, and I could tell you. Let me just fast forward to the end here. Oh, 2024. Oh, okay. That's right. all they said. 20, 2024, yeah. and it had the pink flame that is his head burning over it. I hope he looks like. What is it, Bobby? Yeah. Who is that? And why know. do we have that? I don't know the law, but Bobby looks so cool. Oh, yeah. it, which is for context for the listeners. Um, I believe the name is Bobby, but there's an unlockable costume in the Dead Cells game where you change to, I think, a character called Bobby, and it just changes you to the same thing again, but in more cartoony look, and you've got, like, a, a big eye and a, and a very sort of Disney cartoon hand-drawn-looking flame on your head instead of the pixelated one that you normally have. So mm -hmm. hopefully that. But, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, also... Uh, I just read on Twitter now whether this is true or not, but we're going to have a quick discussion because it was kind of interesting. I can't find a tweet now because I'm a freaking idiot. Ah. That, that PlayStation won't give any uh, PlayStation 6 info to Activision if the Xbox Activision acquisition happens. Activision ac acquisition. Is oh, how so good was that? Yeah, yeah, you nailed how that. How good was that? You nailed it. Well done. Yeah, Clip I wasn't it, even reading out of nah, that. I was just, just chilling. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to repeat it and I couldn't even say it. And I'm saying words the Activision is meant to be my whole thing. Yeah. Oh, beautifully done. Ah, uh, yes, allegedly, but like, uh, looks pretty. On, Look, uh, I on think brand. That's, that's kind of embarrassing for PlayStation. I think Xbox have been quite fair dealing with PlayStation through this whole scenario. Going, hey, we got we want to buy this company, but we'll still give you. Call of Duty, etc. We're not going to keep that for exclusives. We're going to keep other exclusives and put things out on day one Game Pass. But Call of Duty, you guys still get that. And PlayStation are like, meh. Yeah, and I mean, and the people being like, oh, excuse me. Oh, how come you're keeping Starfield exclusive? Then it's like, that doesn't even exist. It's a new IP. You don't get to be angry for that. There's no... Well, people are angry because it came out that it was in development before the uh, Bethesda Xbox acquisition. 
Right. But yeah. I still, it's still like an, I still don't get it. Like, it looks great. That's, that's the reason people are angry is because it looks great. But it's like, that's not like being angry that the next Call of Duty is not coming. You know, it's, it, this is a non-existent thing yet. There's no expectations of what it is. It's just a brand new IP. Same with Redfall, but like, you know, no one, yeah. no one cares about Redfall. <laughs> yeah. But then, then you sit there and you read that there was a Metal Gear Solid 4 in fully working on, that, on Xbox. But then Sony got the exclusive to that, you know. So Sony have been doing their bullshit for years. Um, we're staring at it right now with Final Fantasy 16 downloading this second. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Sony are like, wah, you can't have exclusives. But then they go, we got exclusive Final Fantasy 16 from a third party, which I never would care about. But now we have like some of them on Xbox. You know, yeah. it's like, if they just never went to Xbox, this would be uh, not even a discussion. Like, it would be, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they're lucky they have Final Fantasy. But it's now so much more confusing because, what, Xbox has 15 and 7 Remake, but not... No, no, 7 Remake. That's probably never coming. Oh, just 15? What? what? So, like fi- 15, 10 remake, 13, etc. Because uh, I played 13 through my Xbox. Oh, yeah. So it's all, that's, that's all on Game Pass. So weird. It's even on Game Pass. I don't. But that, it's an Xbox 360 game, so it's two gens old. Yeah, that's true. You know what I find funny is that I remember us talking about and reminiscing. It's probably not. It's it's a bit twisted to reminisce about, but we were talking about like, oh gee, I think the uh, the console wars are kind of over. It's not like it used to be. There used to be so much console, war. but I think now more than ever i've never seen it like this uh yeah at the moment like i i guess oh it's really strange because of how much like back in the day it used to be you'd buy your monthly magazine and it was sonic vs mario nintendo vs sega right yeah yeah yeah. and it was sonic and 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 mario fighting in these letters that people would write in or or say how good mario is or how good sonic is and they're sending pictures of them attacking each other. Yeah, but violent now because, But now because we've got Twitter and YouTube and all this stuff that we can access instantly every day and then people put their opinions and thoughts up there, I, I guess we see it even more... Expl- like, you know, more explosive now. Yeah, and, I guess and it's so. And it's not about Master Chief versus Kratos or anything like that. It's just people going, yeah, but we've got disc exclusives and people going, yeah, but your game's shit. Yeah, yeah. I just... I thought it was kind of like... I don't know why I thought it was kind of over suit. Like, it just didn't feel like it was around anymore as much. Oh, it uh, feels like Nintendo's not even part of it. Like, we've said Nintendo's been dancing to its own drum for years. Oh, Nintendo are just... Like, uh, since the Wii. Geniuses. Since Since the Wii, I think they've just been dancing to their own drum. Yeah. You know? Like, they're like, we're doing our own dance over here. You guys do whatever you want. We're just going to do what we do. They really are, like... Nintendo are that beautiful definition of uh, success in, in the way of... You just have to back yourself. Don't worry yeah, about what other people and, are doing. It feels like Nintendo is just the neutral party in all this as well now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's trying to make friends with them, like Xbox yeah, trying to yeah, make Yeah, they're like hands. Switzerland just sitting there and they're just like, we're just hanging out. We, 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 we're neutral territory. Um, that's what we do. And then they'll do a deal with Sony for like some sort of exclusive or whatever. Then they'll do another one with Microsoft for something else. Uh, you know, like little things here, and but then they all just do whatever they want, and they're just like, "Yeah, we'll release uh, game of the year, and you guys keep fighting." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Like the, which 
it's always been kind of quirky and every now and then like they wait so long but when they dropped like tears of the kingdom it's just like they i I can just visualize them walking in between the argument of two of like playstation and xbox fighting and they just drop this game on the floor and then walk back outside i feel like that's the energy i get and they're like not talking and the other two just look down and go oh that's amazing and they're like no resolution no this no no frame rate no resolution It's Starfield, Spider-Man 2, Starfield, Spider-Man 2, (laughs) Starfield. And then they both just look at the... Look at the floor, yeah. And I I feel like Nintendo just... Not a word. They would just walk back out of the room and go have lunch. And and then work on the next farming sim. Yeah, like 50 farming sims until the next big drop of like... I guess the next thing... I don't know, what, what do you predict will be their next mic drop? Maybe like Prime 4? Yeah, we've. I don't know what's going on with that game. Does that does that go to Switch too, or Super Switch, or whatever? I it's feel like be? It, it has to because because the thing about Metroid Prime was always showing off the power of the console, which they don't have anymore. Could we see eventually when it is announced? Because we know it's in development now. Right? Yeah, we it has know to it's be coming. Too. Uh, do you reckon? Because and we only got one new 3D Mario this gen as well. One. Yeah. Do you reckon? Launch titles or launch window. So probably not both on day one. Launch window, meaning the first three months. So launch window for Switch, we got Zelda, Splatoon 2, and Mario Kart 8. Right? Yeah, again. So that was in the launch window. So again, launch window for Switch 2, could we see 3D Mario and Metroid Prime 4? And you're forgetting one. Very obvious one. Mario Kart 8. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> so could we get could yeah. we could we get could could we get in the launch window Super Mario 3D, um yeah. Metro Prime um, 4 and Mario Kart 8. Yes, so it's very similar, so. but instead it's instead of Zelda's platoon, it's it's Mario yep. um Metroid. Yeah, yeah, I think we definitely could. And I, I hate that that joke is not that outrageous that's Mm-mm. what annoys me the most yep it's got to be in their launch window though you i think you're completely right mario kart 8 or the successor mario kart 9 has to be in that launch window it has to be yeah, it, yeah it's yeah. too big of a franchise now. and it's it's like synonymous with their um holiday deals now because they've done it since 2017 every like, christmas they do the bundle i i almost think if they do mario kart 8 onto switch to they just get rid of the eight and just call it mario kart and that's it it already kind of looks like an infinity yeah and je- and give us eight and all the dlc so far but keep saying hey we're going to keep producing new tracks new characters yeah oh and then i think all you'd have to do if you ever wanted to because the look and the feel i like i don't throw this word around a lot but it feels and looks perfect for now and then all you'd need to do all they'd ever do for new stuff is like introduce new mechanics. So you'd put that as a new mode, like a double dash yeah, mode. Exactly. Exactly. Go hey, and we're also on day one. We've got double dash mode, and you can play this co-op with a friend in the same car online as well. And people just go, yeah, boom. And then it'll always be full. The lobbies, you know, because mm-hmm. the lobby thing is the only thing that is an issue if you're adding new stuff to the same game. But it's Mario Kart. Yeah, I think you're right. Just call it Mario Kart. But it's weird that. It's almost intentional that it looks like an Infinity logo. Mm. It's like they knew. They're like, yeah, this we're done for like 
15 years. You know, yeah, like, it's yeah. But, but it's like, all right, Mario Kart, we're going to add other Nintendo characters and, and all this into the game, you know. Um, and what do, what do we need besides that? Like, everyone's yeah, kind and, of and begging new, for eight. New, new tracks, uh, a new mode or two, um, and, and then just keep adding Nintendo characters into the game. More customization on our carts, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And even if you want to go all out and say, oh, that's what would happen in nine, make that a mode. Yeah. In this mode, you use all the normal carts. In this other mm -hmm. mode... You can just paint it and change it and put wheels from this thing and that thing. and mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's good fun. How did we get here? This is the best. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Mm. Mm. But, um, yeah, it'd be a disaster if they went, all right, here's Mario Kart 9 and here's a third of the tracks that you have. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people would just want to play their old Switch. Well, it, that's the problem, though. It's, it's going to be the same with the next Smash Brothers if it ever happens. Like, how do you beat Smash Bros. Ultimate? I guess that one's named Ultimate, too. It's, and that, until... Like, what's the next step? Because Nintendo aren't going for realism in graphics. No. So, what more do we need with that one as well? With Ult Like, Smash Bros. Like, looks awesome. Yeah, do they Still put now. Smash Bros. Ultimate on the new thing? Do they do a new Smash Bros. game? They can't. I just do they just put, yeah and you'd want it on that it's such a tricky place hey Nintendo it, it they I feel like they're at the height of all heights with their Zelda their Smash Brothers and their Mario Kart at like final form you know like it feels like where now yeah yeah it's 3D Mario mate we haven't peaked there yet no that one's still you can tell I'm still angry that they didn't just release Worlds as DLC yeah it, it seems do, do so think, obvious do you think the next Mario game might be an entire open world now. You know how uh, oh. Odyssey was still level select, but you had big open areas, right? Just all the way back like in Mario 64, right? They've been yep. doing that for years. Get yep. you know, But I mean, legit, there is no worlds anymore. It is one world, but just full open world. Okay, so kind of like Bowser's Fury, but big. Yeah. Mm. Do you think, is that what, is that the next evolution? I don't think the level design feels right enough for, unless like i think maybe i reckon maybe this is criminal to say and i'm almost embarrassed but maybe more like the new sonic game where that's an open world that exists and there's puzzles and all kinds of things but then you go into separate well-designed levels through portals yeah as, i, fi I like, think that, i think you're onto something they're all like zelda when they go into the shrines yeah, 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 exactly. But the shrines are like these bigger, beautiful yeah. things. Yeah. Ooh. Yep, yep. And I think, and Sonic, yep. instead and of. They, like, and you know what? They could just call it, I know it's already been done, but they could just call it Super Mario World. Oh, yeah. Even though we've had Super Mario World back in the day. No, you know what they'd call it? New, new Super Mario World. New Super Mario. Yeah. Wait, didn't we have that as well, though? I don't think so. No, because didn't we have New Super Mario Land? And world? We had new Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. I hate new. Who? Why? Oh, oh my God. And how old are the new games now? And that's just well, confusing. Well, they're old. Now, are they old Mario Brothers? Or the, why'd they call it new? Why did they need to call it, Why couldn't they just put a title? Now, we're going to talk about it in a little bit. But what was it? Wonder... Full or whatever it is. Oh yeah, the new one. What was that called? Um, I can't remember. Wonder. Yeah, it's just Wonder. Yeah, Super Mario yeah, Wonder. So. Why am I calling it wonderful? Because the trailer was wonderful. It was. Um, so um, much stuff. Yeah, new 
um, yeah, you don't need to call it news. Just call it Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Or if you go back to the other ones, Super Mario Brothers thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 again. Mm. Even again doesn't age as badly as the word new. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I guess we should move on to uh, other things. So. I guess so. It's just so fun, right? Yeah, exactly. All yeah, right. let's, and, let's uh, go. And, and that's the news. So that was the news, which just which just went to free freestyle discussion. Yeah, in my notes here, by the way, folks. That's how we do it. Uh, things. Uh, so we're gonna talk about things we've been playing and things we've been watching. Let's. Uh, we're gonna talk about some of the conferences. So we're gonna go into three of them. There's been a lot. There's been uh, there's been Summer Games Fest, Nintendo, Xbox, Future Games. There's been Devolver Digital did one. There's the next fest demos. There is so much happening right now. All we're going to focus on today, though, we, we're just going to touch across the main ones, like, uh, and just our thoughts on things, really. So we're just going to go through a little bit of Summer Games Fest, bit of Xbox, bit of Nintendo. So let's kick off with Summer Games Fest. Uh, Nicolas Cage was on stage, Carl. Oh, my God. Nicolas Cage was on stage. And that rhymes. Well done. Thanks. I've done two now this episode. Yeah, you've nailed this. I know. Who's the lyrical? Not me. I know. I'm the new lyrical. Welcome to the lyricals, everyone. We're here all night. Um, all right. Uh, we had Nicolas Cage. He's coming to Dead by Daylight. I played that game once. It's a hunter-killer style game where someone hunts and kills other people, like survivors. And I think Nick Cage is a survivor. Um, it was It was weird. Um, it, well, it, it is also kind of cool that it's like the only one that has worked. How many people have tried that formula and just... Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, so, so that, many, but Dead by Daylight keeps going. It's very strange. Yeah, I don't really play it, but I'm impressed that it's the one. Everyone yeah. tried this, and I yeah. really thought it was going to be Evolve, but that came and went like a... like snuffed out like a match. Remember mm. Evolve? No. <laughs> oh, goodness. I think it was Xbox, but uh. yeah, anyway... Uh, Alan Wake 2, October 17, we've got a date, showed some gameplay, looks very cool. That looks uh, great. You'll be playing as Alan Wake and the new character, the FBI agent. Uh, Saga. Saga? Yeah. Okay, and it's going to be intertwining stories, and you can choose at points when to switch to the other one, or you can stay as your current character, um, which yeah. is interesting for replayability as well. Oh, man, absolutely. And, and she seems to have... Um the detective character seems to have a really cool detective mechanic where she goes into her mind palace. Yeah. And has, you know, sees things differently and keeps tabs of stuff. I guess that's their way of putting Batman stuff and in. I think it's a good way as well. Like, people don't know who Alan Wake is. So as Saga, you'd be... Like, who don't know who Alan Wake is? Uh, as Saga, you'd be finding about Alan Wake. So you'd yeah, be learning so you about can live him. Through her. But then if you've played the original, you might want to play as Alan more. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Which and here's a bit really of trivia. Cool. I know I've said this on the podcast sometime. I had a geography teacher back in high school. His name was Alan Wake. Oh, I don't remember you saying that. That's great. Yeah. That's useless and wonderful. That's such I know. Well, when, when they announced the first game all those years ago, I was like, oh, geography teacher. Oh, no. So that's why I was like interested straight away. And I like messaged my mate and said, guess what? There's a game called Alan Wake coming. He's like, what, after a geography teacher, I'm like, nah, this guy's a writer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's almost got teacher vibes, though. So yeah, you, you could yeah. have, you know. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, so, Mr. Wake, if you're hearing this podcast. 
thank you for your service. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, yeah, so October 17. Uh, Spider-Man 2 got a release date. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which was the weirdest thing ever. They're like, Did we got no new trailers or anything, guys. Because you saw it last week at Sony, but we got a release date. Weird that they wouldn't have dropped the date after that awesome it's game so, Sony. It, like, and as people went, oh yeah, but it's a marketing thing. Show a new fucking trailer. I did, yeah, there, it must have been some sort of deal. Like, hey, can we have, uh, you know, Spider-Man and Sony? Like, no way. We're having Spider-Man. We're putting it in our showcase. Like, we'll pay you a bajillion million dollars. And they're like, you can have the date. Can you, you talk know? a little louder, please? I can talk as loud as you need me to, baby. Thank you. Um, yeah, so uh, what is the release date there, Carl? Yep. Jesus Christ. No, man. I wrote it down. I wrote it down. I have it. I don't uh -huh. have... I, I uh -huh. don't have it. I don't have it. Uh -huh. I don't have it. I did have uh -huh. it. Hey, professionals here. Episode 126. Uh, October 20. <clears throat> October 20. I found it. I found it. It's October 20. So it's a little later than I thought. I was, I was expecting September... Do you think Starfield could have spooked them and they moved the date? Yes. Internally? Yes. Like they didn't want to go up against it, be overshadowed by all the, all the news? Like, is, is this a thing or, yeah, or not? Yeah, absolutely. I think you are absolutely right. And it's not whether they think it's like, it's nothing to do with if your game's better or not. It's just like, just don't do it. Mm. Because whether Starfield shines or fails, it's going it, to be the talk. It's, yeah, it's going to have the news cycle at least for a week. Yeah, so just back away. It's yeah. because everyone cares whether they're interested in it. Yeah, burning or shining, people just still care. So it is a good move to just go. You know what? Let's step back. Who did? Someone yeah. did that for Zelda recently, right? Uh. Oh, it was. You know what? It was the little um, uh, uh, uh dead to island too. Yeah, dead island. It's strange because Sony normally goes. We know Sony normally backs themselves by going Horizon Forbidden uh, West. When Elden Ring comes out and Horizon Zero Dawn when Zelda comes out. Yeah. I think they learned their mistake. Yeah, they backed right away from Zelda this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Nothing near Zelda, nothing near Starfield. Because I, I actually think it did hurt them. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It, it hurt Horizon's uh, A coverage, uh, probably sales in a way, like coming it hurt up against both of um, the two Game of the Years, like Zelda Breath of the Wild and um, Elden Ring last year. It was so sad to see, because those games are actually brilliant games. But oh, they... 100%. On, on a, I wouldn't say like a year like this year where it's a golden year, which we're calling it again, but like, yeah, on, a like year, on a quieter year, Horizon could take Game of the Year. Yes, absolutely. It's not a bad game at all. It's absolutely yeah. excellent, but it just keeps coming up against these once-in-a-generation titles. Yeah, on, on like the year that... Um... <clears throat> like, is the new the next Horizon going to release when GTA 6 releases? Oh, man, don't do it. Just... Could you... Or when, let's say, let's say it takes even longer, Elder Scrolls 6 or... Um... Yeah, I feel like it's like almost they wait for it on <sighs> purpose now. Yeah, or or I, I don't know um, the next Mar like three D Mario. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, let's keep going. We can't just sit on Spider Man forever. We've done enough Spider Man talk. Um, what about Summer Game Fest for you? What what else stood out for you? Though? Um, okay, this one was a weird one. I, I had it in my notes to just re talk about, but Sandland. Okay, really awesome. It's, it was like that big open world one from you know from the like what was it the Dragon Ball Z. Um, uh, uh, um, Dragon Quest looking animator 
and yeah. it just looks like this uh, action RPG open world adventure. Mm. And it was very cartoony. You play some sort of like little pink devil dude. I don't know much about it at all. It's just called Sandland, and it looked like so whimsical. It just looked really awesome. I also like that we got to see um, a really big, chunky bit of gameplay for Mortal Kombat 1, mm -hmm. which got me more hype for it, which I didn't think. I was like, oh, I'm about as hype as I need to be for this game. You know, it's fine. It's Mortal Kombat. And then I saw that, and I was like, you know what? I'm actually really excited. It's going to be great. Um, and it did open with, I did say we were going to chat about this. It did open with um, Prince of Persia, ah, yes. The Lost Crown, which looks awesome. There was an extended gameplay shown uh, somewhere. I just Someone sent it to me on YouTube, so I, I missed it live. But it shows off the fact that it was is that actually... Was that on the Ubisoft one? No more. So after oh. that, which, which showed that it was actually quite uh, Metroidvania. Uh, okay, not yeah. just 2D action-y thing, but... Right, okay. Yeah, so I'm getting that... Uh, what was that Shadow game that was on Xbox vibes? Oh, it was a Metroidvania as well. But in this, they actually say Metroidvania in their press release, which is oh. quite interesting. And it looks really cool. It just looks 2D. 2D Prince of Persia. Like, they've done just a beautiful, flowy action game. Yeah. The attack looks awesome. Uh, sorry, the... the um, Combat, I should say, looks awesome. And they have kind of like a time mechanic back in there. Mm. It just, it looks really cool. The music was great. The presentation was great. You're not playing a prince this time, though. Oh, but yeah. it's called Prince of Persia. Yeah, so it's called Prince of Persia more in the vein of The Legend of Zelda. You're playing, like, I think he's bodyguard or someone, like, going to rescue the prince. Of Persia? Of Persia, in fact, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, hence the title. Yeah. That's why it's called the Lost Crown. <laughs> <laughs> but the prince is of Persia, right? He's the prince of Persia? Yeah. Sorry, I think okay. you said the princess uh, of Persia. I was like, now we're getting closer to Zelda. Mm. Uh, what else was there? At the the legend of Persia? No. Um, Could be. Oh, um, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Um, oh, yeah. We, oh, we got gameplay. We, we got looks at it. Cutscenes, uh, trailer, uh, date, October 12th. So... In October, we've got Assassin's Creed Mirage, Alan Wake, Spider-Man within eight days of each other. My God, October strikes again. They still got it. You know, we thought they were concentrating on the start of the year these days, but no. Oh, and uh, Summer Games Fest. Yeah, we got one more. Final uh, Fantasy VII oh, Remake. No, oh, oh, no, hold up, hold up, hold up. I haven't finished Mirage. Uh, the other thing about Mirage, okay, so you're playing as Basim from uh, Valhalla. Um... Yep. Valhalla came out in 2020, so it's been three years now, which is a long time now. Between that the is three long. With the last big gap was between Origins and uh, Syndicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's because they were working on this whole yeah. new formula. Mm. But so then they've gone back to the old formula now. It takes them three years <laughs> each time. to. And, and they said this one's about the same size as Unity City, Paris. So, yeah, great. So I think you're a Baghdad. Um, yeah, ancient Baghdad this time. Okay, cool. It looks yeah. it looks nice and um, condensed. Yes, that's I think what that's I what I'm looking forward to. I felt, even though I really liked Valhalla, it got so safe. Like, um, there's not much to do in the open areas in all those. Yeah, that's the one downside to the big RPG Witcher like ones. Oh, but I loved Odyssey though. Like, I'm from island to island, etc. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, uh, yeah. God. Well, and 
see that one because it's got big open areas but also has a lot of the ocean mm. which breaks up the gameplay when you take the boats away and just put them in a couple of rivers yeah it's not really the same no no um anyway yes yeah and they finished off with and i didn't know this was coming other people did they're like oh yeah that was rumored i'm like i didn't see this rumor all right no, so it's yeah. five it's 5am or 6am in the morning or whatever it is i'm wrecked so tired because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't that great of a showcase and then it kicks off the final fantasy 7 rebirth trailer yeah and then ends with saying two discs I don't Can we call that episode two discs, please? I just, it's just so weird. Like, two discs, Carl. Cyberpunk was two discs. I don't, I don't care. This is Final Fantasy on two discs, I man. I don't understand how it's news. Red Dead. It is two such is big two. news. I want to buy it physical now so I can change the discs, okay? I, I hope it's just an install disc. No, Carl. No. <laughs> yes. No. I bet you that. No. If it's two just a, gameplay discs. Give it, me the two. They should say two gameplay discs. Then that's news. <laughs> two discs, Carl. Two I don't discs. care. We'll call the episode two discs. One is a coaster. I'm probably going to just end up getting it. Oh, wait. No, I bought seven um, physical. I'll probably buy this physical probably. No, I'm done with that. I bought seven physical too, and I can't play it on my stupid digital PlayStation. Good thing i got a disc in mine. Yeah, good thing. Yeah, but oh my god, two discs, man! Holy, it's no, not it looks news. In, it looks incredible. I think we're going like from the trailer, from the trailer. I think we are going all the way up to the crater. Not not to the final crater, but um, the first time you go up to the crater for reunion. I think we're going that far. Yeah, the the open worldy part just looks awesome like this is where it opens up as it's so uh yeah and then you know the markers on the map watching the trailer back one of them was ten thousand meters away i know like and people nuts. like go oh well just ten thousand meters it's a big thing because in open world games you normally have a marker up there maybe you get up to three thousand or something away like for really far away um points of interest on the map one of these was ten thousand like that's showing that that's a it's going to be a big juicy map. We're yeah. going to have a lot of places to run around with. In the trailer, it looks like uh, Red and Yuffie uh, are, are are on the team. Yep. Uh, as well now, uh, which was going to be a thing. They didn't show Sid or Vincent. They might not be in this. They might save them for part three. They did show this though, so thanks for that. I really should have finished the other one. What's that? Eris. Yeah. What about her? Um, isn't she supposed to be gone by there? No. Oh, not yet? I reckon she survives. No. I'm getting the vibe. Yeah, I think someone else dies. Oh, no. No! Take Aerith! No! Because everything else has almost been the same, but some... Oh, it's so weird. Yeah. Like, the storyline is so weird. And then the start of this opened up with, like, all people, like, Tifa and, and all that, and Red being carried out of an explosion back in Midgard as well. But then with scene shots of Zack, who's supposed to be dead as well. Like yeah. he's supposed to be fucking dead at this stage. Like there is so much going on in this game now that it, it, it's wild because it's still hitting your main story beats. They showed off things in, in the trailer. Um, there was, um, we see the ne Nibelheim flashbacks, but some of that dialogue's a bit different. It looks like unless they took that dialogue from somewhere else and put it under the shots which they've been known to do. Mm. But uh, um, what else? Uh, we saw Cosmo Canyon uh, when they're explaining about the world and the live stream and all that. 
that happens in, in the game. Um, uh, th there's other little bits here and there uh, from, from, from the original Final Fantasy that we saw, story beats-wise, happening in this trailer, but then in other stuff. I don't know. It's two discs, Carl. It's two discs, 2024. It... I'm so sad it's not this year. Because... Come I on. I don't know how I would have done Game of the Year. I, I bet you like everything I owned, remember? <laughs> like, there's no way. They just dropped Final Fantasy today. Colin. I know, Colin, What do you Jan want? It, I want more. It's true. It is it's genius, two though. two discs, man. The way they're changing the story just a bit is just so brilliantly thought I through. would have had a one-to-one -one remake. I would have had the same story with pretty graphics and voice acting and a new cinematic score. I would have been so perfectly fine. I know, and but th that's what I mean. They didn't even have to do this, but it's so fun for like newcomers and then but it means that like no one knows even old school players like you're still like not entirely sure what's going to happen yeah yeah so that's uh 2024 anyway let's keep moving yeah Jesus. Ooh, so much yeah okay uh let's go into xbox uh open with fable 2 yes. first look um looks amazingly good um, from the trailer, it looks really, really fun. It's got that same old Fable humor. Um, yep. It, it looks very, very good. It was all, it wasn't really just the tiniest, I think, gameplay. Yeah, a little in. bit of walking around in the forest. But, um, it was all done in game engine. engine yep. yep. Which is very cool. Because people are like, that's cinematics. No, And it looks game. stunning. That, it that's looks, gotta it, be, is that Unreal Engine 5? I'm 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 not sure, but we know it's the Forza Horizon team. Oh no, uh, they got their own engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right, who, that's right. Who do awesome job? So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, uh, we don't know when it's coming. No, but it looks, yeah, it looks yeah. great. That that mix of humor and whimsy is awesome. We got to see mm -hmm. that awesome song straight after that. Uh, from South of Midnight, which we have no idea what it is. Mm. From the uh, Compulsion games. Yep. Um, oh, Compulsion, your favorite. Uh, we happy few. Yeah. But the trailer looked awesome. The art style is really so. It's more of a, a mood setter yeah. vibe thing. Another giant, a giant right after a giant. Yeah. But it's giants everywhere. You know, he sounded like Samuel L. Jackson in uh, Black Snake Moan. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie with uh, Christina Ricci. Nope. And he sings like this blues song. It's awesome. But it sounded just like that, and. I don't know, the art looks super cool. But yeah, no gameplay. We just got this character that kind of scarily reminded me a bit of Forspoken mm. vibes because she was like kind of in a, in a fantasy world wearing modern clothes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, no. Not again, but not again. It's got what, like, um, ah, what, what's that? Um, I can only think of uh, Saint Denis. What's, what's the real one? <laughs> Was it New Orleans? Yeah. Kind of vibe. It looks like it's... Oh, the, in the bayou sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, something... I don't know, it looks cool. I'm, I'm interested, but I had no idea what it is. Not even one iota of like, is it an FPS? Is it an adventure? Is it a... I guess it might be first person judging by their last game, but who knows? Hmm. Uh, we saw a bit more of Avowed 2024. I'm still not sold on Avowed, sorry. Well, I'm backwards. I was sold on Avowed, and now I'm confused at what it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I don't know about that one, 2024. I think I need to see more to be sold on it. And maybe not watching the trailer at 5am in the morning. Yeah, and like, it's it's funny when we say sold on it because these games are all Game Pass games. So like, we're going to oh, play yeah. it. Yeah. You know, like, that's the tricky part. We're going to play it, but I just don't know if mm. I'm like... yeah. So excited to if drop you want to invest the hours, I guess. Is yeah, that's that's now. a good good call. Invest actually. the hours. Uh, one I'd like to invest the hours in. This isn't actually coming to Game Pass. I just showed it on the show. Star Wars Outlaws. Yes, coming twenty twenty four. New Star Wars game. This is the one developed by Ubisoft. Massive. It, we heard about it the other year. I didn't think we'd see anything yet. I was very surprised. Yeah, um, and finally, so you're not playing as a bloody Jedi for once. You're playing as. A, a a scoundrel like a, a smuggler smuggler yeah yeah okay uh, i believe her yeah name is. yeah so you're playing it as, as a lady smuggler um open world game different planets they showed as well uh gunplay looks very fun looks great uh, and it's good that they're moving away from jedi for once we've done a lot of jedi and people people are complaining online Oh, yeah, but we should have had a male lead. Oh, where's the Jedi? Dude, last month you got Jedi Survivor. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Which is a male lead that's a Jedi. Yeah. Like, I don't know what else you want at this stage. Like, I'm there's so other excited, things man. in that Star Wars universe other than bloody Jedi. Mm. Man, I'm just excited for a big open world Star Wars game that doesn't look like a Soulsborne. So could, I can could, jump could in. Could you imagine they give her a lightsaber in the third act? Don't. They won't. They won't. I have mm. faith. She has she'll, a, fi- she'll probably fight a Sith or a Jedi or some yeah. of the lightsaber. You'll fight someone that will have one. You'll see lightsabers in this game. Yeah, You'll see the appear. force in some way. You just won't be using it. Even if you never did, that'd be still cool. Because you can already tell from the trailers, it looks and feels so Star Warsy. But like the back mm-hmm. end of like just... The life in the Star Wars universe, and I, yeah. she's got that cute little axolotl alien. Oh, mate. of course, the cute alien. But we, you know, we we had what was a BB one in Jedi Survivors. I was a cute robot again. Yeah, personality yep. companion. It's a thing they seem to do. Yeah, you know, you look at the Mandalorian, the um, Grogu, the baby Yoda. You know, again, main characters, almost companion. Hanging yep. out, very cute. Helps in dire needs. They've been sells doing toys. this. Yeah, they've been doing this shit since Star Wars One. So yeah, no, it's know. great. I'm excited for it. And it's like Star Wars. What a you couldn't have a better relationship uh, in in tone and vibe with being Disney now because they've been doing that same thing as well since day one and having the cute little mascot in every cartoon. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, yes, we're perfect so, yeah. for each other. Uh, so yeah, 2024, which I'm happy about. I didn't need this one this year. I did not need this this year at no. all. No. Final Fantasy VII uh, Rebirth two discs, though, I did need this year. No, no. I I needed that this year, Carl. Can we start talking about Persona 3 now? Uh, Yes, uh, Persona 3 is getting a remake in the style of Persona 5. Yes. Which is awesome. Yeah, it looks so good. The art looks awesome. The menus are awesome. I just love those menus. But now they're blue. Yeah, it, it, it's gonna it's gonna be a good time for those that haven't played three. If you haven't played three or four, there are also um, anime series if you want to watch them for the story. Same with five, actually, as well. You can watch the whole thing as an anime now. Oh, so, it's five all an anime now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So three, four, and five, I think, are all animes because um, they are very long games. Um, but yeah, I don't know much about three. I think I watched the first episode of the anime of this one, but I didn't watch any more. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested in uh, in checking this out when it eventually comes out. Yeah, that's 2024 as well. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a release this year though for Tomote to Sport. But to most, yeah, you couldn't well, nail it every time. I, I messed it up now. <laughs> it was a nearly a perfect run. Forza Motorsport. God, why is that so hard to say? Why was that the one that got you? Activision acquisition is easy. This is Forza this is something else. <laughs> yeah, Forza Motorsport in Italy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, it's uh, October 10, so it's Yay. a racing game. We'll talk more when it comes out. Good I thing. don't think it'll be our review game for that period because there's a lot coming out during that time. There is. We'll but we'll probably play we'll play it because it's covered a game path. So, and it looks you know. gorgeous. I'm, but, I'm just playing uh, it for the dirt. Uh, along with me, you're not that big into sim races either. You prefer arcade races. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, just because, yeah. But, we, you know, we'll still play it. It looks great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. we're getting another flight sim next year as well. Yes. Um, and this one, you're going to be able to do little jobs. So you're going to be able to fly a helicopter and rescue people off cliffs yeah. or, or like fly a construction plane or, um, or all these crazy things that you can fly that do jobs like put out fires with your little helicopters and yep. water bombers. And, and so it looks really cool in that way. Cause you now more stuff to do rather than flying from airport A to airport B. Yeah, there there was some mini games, but they were kind of just around navigating to an airport. Yeah, I love so, they had like yeah. a low altitude training, which is something I, I put down here, which looks really fun. Mm -hmm. Executive transport service, uh, hot air balloon trips. Oh Remember yeah, that? Like, yeah, like all Weird. this really cool stuff. Yeah, there. so uh, I can't wait to actually do the helicopter stuff when you're rescuing people off cliffs. Yeah, et that looks really good. Yeah, so that looks really fun. Um, so that is next year. What else? We've also got uh, Senua's Saga was shown again. Uh, we don't need to say much more about this. We've spoken about Senua's Saga before. Yep. But what I want to mention is uh, the sound for oh, this trailer. The they did it design. again Holy with moly. it coming out certain um, sides of the head. So I was watching it with headphones on and I could hear it coming out certain uh, sides of, of the uh, headphones. And again, such good sound design. I think they... Obviously, deliberately did that. Put a lot of work into that in the trailer. Yeah. To go, hey, we're doing that again. Because there's not much else going visually, which kind no, of forces it, like, you it, to really listen. Well, it looks amazing, though. Yeah, it absolutely does. God. Um, uh, but uh, that is also 2024. So Xbox are gearing up for quite a big 2024. Like, they're going to have a very good year this year. I think they're going to have a better year next year. Yeah, like, which is I know wild. We've, got, we've got Starfield this year, but I mean, like... Hopefully we don't have the blips of like uh, another Redfall or something mm. like that, you know. After but, you know, such next, a big like gap. next year, what are we looking at? Avowed, Senua's, um, a flight sim. Um, There's something else. You mean just exclusive stuff? Oh yeah, we talk. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Um, oh, we saw the first trailer, and it was just a sort of a cutscene trailer. Didn't really know what it was until I saw the character, Jiban. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, which is the follow-up to the last Like a Dragon. Uh, so in between these, we're going to have an, another Kiru story come out. But then Kiru then is all supposed to be in this one. But it looks like this is going to be set in America. Yeah, interesting. Which is crazy. Yeah. And uh, they're just... How often do they move from that main city anyway? Um... Uh, 
very rare. Like, normally you're in the main city, Kumarocho, whatever. I should know this because I've played so many of these now. Yeah, and it's always the um, same one, hey? But but you also then normally go somewhere else. So it's like Kumarocho and um, you might go down to um, somewhere else in, in, in Japan, right? Somewhere else. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Um, down the way somewhere, whatever. Um, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, d- different cities, etc. And But you're generally in Kumaruchu, like, um, but yeah, it's like, hang on, you're in another country now. You're in America. You're in an English-speaking country yeah. where everyone's actually supposed to be speaking Japanese in this. So again, I, how is this going to play into things? I'm, I'm um, very curious. And why is he there? Is it only just going to be the start of the game that he, he winds up there and he ends up like getting into debt with someone, I feel that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Then he's going to have to go back to Japan, and maybe the game takes place over there. I don't. Maybe I don't it'll really be split. Know. Yeah. Huh? Maybe it'll be split between the two cities. Like you, you might be jumping. Well, well, yeah. It, it could be like uh, Yakuza Zero, where you played as Kiru and Majima. I reckon it, it's and on their first promo photo of this, they showed Ichiban and Kiru in, a, in the same shot. So I think we're going to be switching between the two pro, um, protagonists. Um, wherever they are, mm. just, just like um, uh, Zero, which is fine with me. They did very well in that, by the way. Oh, um, wait up. Before we go too far, I forgot to mention that um, if you can't wait till 2024, Flight Simulator on uh, November 3rd, 2023, is releasing that uh, that helicopter thing from Dune. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just looks really fun. And it looks like you can kind of go in... Like the trailer showed some of the scenery from Dune, so I wonder how that's gonna work. Like, is it gonna? Are you be sure just... they're just not flying over the Sahara Desert? Could be. It could be. You know, big Sahara Desert update with Dune or whatever. I don't know. That that could happen because I don't know how so, else they've never really done yeah. anything fantastical like that. Uh, I'll let you take the next one. Though. Yay, Monkey Island! Monkey yeah. Island is is coming to see if thieves. Monkey Island. How did see you know it was gonna be Monkey Island? Because you got to let me take it. Yeah. What else would you, we wouldn't let me take anything. This looks so cool. And I read further into it. It's going to be a one player experience where they take the first Monkey Island game and put all the story beats in there. And it's going to have the actual, like, the point and click style done in a new way. And it's going to be in an area that you can't be interrupted by other players. So you can just go in there and have the adventure on your own. So I'm just excited I get to play it with Bree. And we get to jump in that world and experience Monkey Island. It it makes so much sense. I hope you're not going to play it with Lontre at all. With I don't think so. I don't, Lontre will finish this in five minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and I well, I don't know how it'll work as multiplayer. Funnily enough. Yeah. Um, so they did that with uh, you know when they did Pirates of the Caribbean, but that was kind of you could still disappear into an untouchable state. Uh, I, I, it felt weird playing. I didn't know what was going on half the time. Well, that wasn't a story. It was just some of the characters and trying to build a lore in Sea of Thieves, whereas this is apparently, and I don't know how they're going to do this, so I'm very curious. This is just Monkey Island, and you're playing through the beats, but it's weird because Guybrush has a beard, and how how is it that he's in this, and how is it going to be... Are you going to help him become a mighty pirate? Like, how is this a one-player game reenactment of the first Monkey Island if you're not actually Guybrush? So maybe you're guiding him as a nameless pirate, and off you guys go. Maybe you're part of that crew he puts together. 
But they showed mm-hmm. all the beats, like this um, second biggest monkey head he's ever seen is in there. LeChuck's in there. Uh, the guy that voices Guybrush, Dominic something or other, he's back again. Mm. Uh, the voodoo lady, same voice. I think LeChuck is new voice because I think that voice actor may have passed away from memory. Ah. Uh, but he sounds well, very It's a very similar. old game now. It's, what, 40 years old? 30, 35 years old, Monkey Island? Yeah, I guess, but the... 30 years old? Voice I acting was only until uh, Monkey Island 3, which I guess is still pretty old. That was 94, I want to say, maybe. Yeah, so that's 30 years old. Yeah, it's pretty... Yeah, yeah, Monkey Island 1, it's like getting real old there. But yeah, from about Monkey Island 3 is where all these so voice actors Google are from. When Monkey, keep, keep going. Uh, well, that drops in July 20th. So I'm really excited oh, to wow. see that. Yeah, it's actually not so far. Wow. It is just a you know an add-on DLC thing, but I'm just so excited. As soon as I heard that music, it was like two notes. I'm like, Monkey Island! And you get wow. to go... Wow, you did it. You said that quick. And, and you get to go to actual... Uh, to Monkey Island and Melee Island, which are the two sort of biggest islands you play at. So I'm ah. excited to see what they look like in the Sea of Thieves engine. So is that the one with the um, uh, the uh, uh, insult fighting? Yeah. Thing? That was in, in the original or was that later? Oh, that, that was in the original as well. Um, I, I believe so. I just know in part three, they mm. changed it to the rhyming one. Yeah. Where you had to insult and rhyme. Part two definitely oh. has it. Here we go. 1990, the original. So 33 years old. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, not 40. I jumped the shark there. That's almost as old as games itself. Uh, the third one, Curse of Monkey Island, 97. Oh, seven. Wow, that's but, new. But um, the second Monkey Island, uh, LeChuck's Revenge, came out in 91. Oh, straight after. Yeah, but then wow. there was a six-year hiatus. Yeah, I guess they just kind of fully started. And I think... Oh, uh, it changed hands over there. Yeah, and it wasn't es- the same. Es- Escape from Monkey Island came out in 2001. We don't talk about Escape. Escape's yucky. It has that Australian um, a real estate agent as the main oh. bad guy, and it's just... Uh, and then Tales of Monkey Island came out December 2009. Yeah, Tales was really cool. That was episodic, and it was on Xbox. Uh, and then Return came out... Last year? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, okay, it's interesting. Yeah, here we go, yeah. Oh, gosh, I was reading through the whole thing. There's a timeline here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, this looks so, great. Yeah, no, interesting, interesting stuff. All right, uh, let's keep going. Well, uh, oh, the last one I got written down here is pretty self-explanatory. Starfield, they had a big showcase on Starfield again. Yeah. A good 30 minutes deep dive on it again like we kind of got last year. Yeah. But going into a bit more thing, and it looked a lot. What I felt because we went through it all last time, I feel I don't think we need to rehash it. But what got me on this one was how much more polished. Yeah, everything looked. It looks like a finished game. It looks cleaner. The the shooting looked better. They showed a lot more of the combat. It looks like you can get strange superpowers, like super powerful punches, etc. Maybe space magic. We don't know. Yeah, it, it was very interesting. And they showed a lot of the leveling up systems and character creation. Not not just like making the faces, but in, in choosing your path and where you put your points. Like the perks, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah. They showed a lot of those and how you can upgrade a single one and that they really affect gameplay in a very meaningful way. So, yeah, that looked yep. really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, we did see... We have to mention too, and I'm not sure how I feel, but we saw In Exile's game finally, Clockwork Revolution. 
Oh, yeah, the Bioshock clone. Yeah, the Bioshock again. Yeah, uh, uh, 2025, I'm assuming, on that one. Yeah, they said when we're ready, so at least in, in due time, they reckon. But So it, I think it looks pretty cool. I liked, again, there's a time mechanic. And when done well, I love time mechanics in games. But Yes, is it going to be done well? Is this going to be the thing that holds up the game, though? It, like, it has to be, right? It seems like that's... No, I mean, main... like, in terms of development, where they just go, fuck, this is just getting too complicated, oh, and true. it just falls on itself, and true. then it becomes a lot more simplified, not as fun. Yeah, time mechanics are very hard to do. Man, my favorite uh, one-player time mechanic thing was still in that single level they did in Titanfall 2. Do you remember that? Never played it. Oh, it's really... Oh, man, you could finish it in 10 hours, not even. No, we've done these ones before. I'm not doing those ones again. Oh, anyway, uh, very short. Probably one, probably one of the best action first-person shooter uh, campaigns. But in every, not every level, but every two levels or so, they just add this whole new mechanic. Not on top of, then they just take it away and you do a different mechanic. Like it's such an adventure, like a movie kind of thing. But one mm. segment of it, you get some sort of wristwatch thing that changes time and manipulates it, and you have to use it strategically. And it's just brilliant and i wish they just made that the game nice but yeah very um, cool so fingers crossed yeah, look, about that one uh starfield looks very good uh controller they showed off the controller which you've got yeah it's it feels nice very nice um uh, people are complaining sorry i just typed in starfield to check the date again sort of first headline get this starfield fans praise lack of celebrity characters in subtle jab at influencer marketed games I don't understand. Did you let, let... Uh, so, so I, I think they're saying, hey, this one doesn't have like a Keanu Reeves going, hey, I'm Starfield. What? Let's cares? go on an adventure. It never anyway. has. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, um, and then the collector's edition. Oh, yeah, with the box and the watch. I, I, I'm worried. Why? Canvas bag, Mark II. Yeah, but this is not a canvas bag. This is like no, a I know, but pe Carl, Carl, people are saying this. People, but the canvas bag happened. Yeah. People thought they were getting a bag. Yeah, that's true. That's true. A canvas bag. Mm. But that was not a Todd game. So that's a different thing. Fallout 76. Yeah. Wasn't it? I don't think that was that team. Dude, t Todd promoted the fuck out of it. He though, did, he? but it wasn't his team that made it. But I mean, he had to. Yeah. It, he's the face, but... I, I know, I know, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm i a little worried for the people that have ordered the watches here. I'm not worried, even at all. Like, No, it will be either something like supply issues. They're going to be shit. They're going to fall apart. They're not going to do what they advertise, or you're going to get a canvas bag instead. Oh, my God. I'd be so stoked to finally get that canvas bag. <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. I think it could be an interesting one. But, yes, uh, September 6th. And they also announced an early access period. Yep. So if you buy the two locks of the game, and I'm actually getting sick of this. I'm getting very sick of this. Release the fucking game on that date. Five days early now. Yeah. Not, not two, not three. Five. September 1st, you can play the game. Release the bloody game on September 1st. Don't keep doing this early. It, like, it is such a cheap fucking bullshit stunt for these companies now to make money. Diablo did it. I'm not happy about that either. Yeah. You know what? Because you, you are punching into people's fear of missing out. You are punching into people that stream these games or, or whatever or want to be there on day one that are oh, now going to pay the extra 25 bucks for Deluxe Edition. 
Congratulations, companies. You just got an extra 25 bucks. Fucking stop this shit. Stop it. I'm so sick of it, man. I'm so sick of it. I agree with... And and, and then the companies, when it's like, oh, yeah, early access, like they did this with Diablo, where they're like, oh, yeah, games that... But then on June 6th, they're like, and now Diablo's at... No fuckwit. Diablo was out five (laughs) days ago. Yeah. Stop it. I completely agree with you for Diablo, but for this, I can kind of see... Like, it's still yucky, but it makes more sense to me because this is a Game Pass game. So it's like they're trying to get us to buy the game outside of Game Pass so we can play it early. It, that That's true. You know? Then then just say it's coming to Game Pass five days later. Yeah, but it doesn't sound good. That's the only thing. It's all just mm. like that's so this is it really is coming out September 1st, but they want to go day one on Game Pass. And you're like mm, day six on Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> But you got to no. You still got to pay extra money to play it on the first though. So is it a? We're now paying extra money for games, right? So instead of a hundred dollars for a new game, we are now paying a hundred and twenty dollars for a new game, right? To play it five days early, but actually on the release date of the game. Yeah, yeah, the day it releases to the world. Or is I don't I don't know I don't know <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sick of it though I would I I feel like. This is something that's trickling into the industry. Yeah. And it's going to keep going and I don't I don't like it. Especially a game people have waited like uh, 10 years for and they're like yeah. here's five as if you're not going like you're going to want to get in there on the first. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like you will, right? What? Play it on the first? Well, I feel like I have to. That's the that's the problem, Carl. See, I don't. What do you mean? I'll be in Bali. <laughs> if you weren't in Bali. Yeah, oh yeah, I'd, I'd have paid for it already. Dude, you'd... Special you, edition. Like, okay, all right, Done. here's one for no, you. Already, let's, say, you already, let, let's say you don't, I already let's say agree. You don't go to Bali. No, I already agree. You don't go to Bali. I've already said you'll it. Agree, I've already you'll said agree, it. Yeah, yeah. You'll agree to my test of me going, all right, you've got to wait five days to no, play I it No, I agreed again. before you even imagined that test up. I said I'd, I'd have bought it already, the deluxe edition. <laughs> I figured it'd just be funny to make you wait the five days and all us show off our ships and then you read the Kotaku article on penis ships before you even play the game. Yeah, I'll be doing that anyway, but that's what I... <laughs> I'll just... You know that article's coming. Yeah, yep, yep, exactly. Um, all right, let's get on to the next one. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, we've still got a review of a game to get through next. My goodness. Um, but before that, we're going to keep going here. We've got Nintendo. Nintendo was last night. Uh, they, a day before they're like, we're doing our direct and we're all like, cool. All we um, said was Prime 4 and Wind Waker, please. And they're like, no and no. Yeah, Prime 4, Wind Waker and 2D Donkey Kong. Uh, oh God, yes, please. Uh, in, instead, we got Super Mario RPG Remake, which yes. I'm very excited. That looks so awesome. Like, the original game was so, so good. Wait, are we talking so about good. Star Ocean remake right now? No, no, Super Mario RPG remake. Oh, okay. I just feel like it's going to be the same. Let's talk about both at the same time. Okay, so Star Ocean 2 also remake. I'm going to say it for both. The original both great game, RPGs. So good. <laughs> so good. Both ca- originals came out in the 90s. We're getting remakes of both. These are two of my most favorite RPGs. Um, very, very, very excited that we're getting remakes of both of these on the Switch. Mario RPG 2024. Star Ocean 2, November 2, super excited. I'm very happy for both. Yeah, they look awesome. 
That's gonna be really cool. It wasn't it wasn't the best direct, but there was a lot of exciting things in there. Um, we got, we're getting that that you mentioned earlier, a new 2D Mario called Super Mario Wonder, where you get really stoned in it and stuff happens. You become an elephant, and Mario can now talk. And Mario can now talk, which is canon now since the movie. Yeah, uh, I don't know how I feel about that, but you can turn into an elephant, and then you you can have a mushroom thing and get stoned and it changes all the background makes everything really wonky but it looked really cool yeah which i mean it reminds me of um yoshi's story when you got that you got stoned and now drunk with those yeah. fluffy things um I, d I, d I don't know like this could be really cool this could be be one of the greatest marios ever i mean it's 2d mario and it's new it's that'll be awesome i'm always happy yeah. with new 2d mario. and they always it, it always looks so basic at first because they always start with a kind of world 1-1 one, one at the start, and then they go crazy and do new mechanics and stuff you've never thought of. So I'm excited yeah, for so, that. Oh, so again, October 20. Oh, what a, what a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, a, what, a, what a great eight days this is going to be. I think we're gonna what we're going to do, and I just thought about it before, we're going to split the podcast, I think, then. Yeah. You're going to do one episode with a guest, and I'm going to do the other episode with another yeah, guest. Yeah, we're going to have split, to. We're going to split the game. Looks like That's, Dopey Dill's going to have a lot of episodes to talk in. <laughs> No, I mean, like, we'll grab someone else other than Dobie yeah, Dill to yeah, do yeah. this. But, um, I mean, I think that's the only way we're going to be able to do it. Because as was, it's too much. There's too much stuff. There is so much stuff coming that in in a good 12-day period, I reckon. Yeah, there really so, is. So, um, yeah, we're going to have to sit there and divvy up. What else we got? Okay, that. let's smash through. We got... Oh, yeah. Uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon is getting a uh, a graphical update release onto the Switch next year. Yes. It showed off a Prince, uh, Princess Peach game, no title, coming out next year. Yep, yep. Um, Myth Force uh, looks really good. Looks like Void Bastards, but in, in Fantasy World. Showed off the Pokemon DLC again and said, hey, you're going to do this? And I'm like, that's Oh, yeah, cool. Pokemon. I forgot. Yeah, later this year, Vampire Survivors Switch is coming. We love Vampire August Survivors August 17. Here. Very, very, very excited about that one. Um, yeah, I can't wait to start that game for the third time. Yay. But now you can play it in bed without a mobile and your finger in the way. Yay. Uh, and it's four-player co-op now. Oh, yeah. That's going to be really fun. Yeah, that's the cool part. That's, that's um, that was about it. The rest of the announcements were shit. Well, I mean, maybe to you, I'm very excited about Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3 coming in October 24. And, um, you know, I'm always keen to jump back into the Batman Arkham trilogy when there's a lull. So maybe in 2025, I could check that out. Uh, Dude, you complained about the direct nonstop. Now you're saying it's great. No, it's not great. It's just It wasn't all shit news. It just was all old games. Oh, I'm true. glad they're all coming, but it's, I, yeah. I wasn't wowed. I, I, I was actually, that Metal Gear collection looks fucking sick. Yes, there you go. There he is. And they've got like, I love that it has guides in it and explanation yep. books. Mm -hmm. It really need. They all uh, need graphic that. novels. Yeah. So that looks cool. Uh, we've got Wave Five of the Mario Kart tracks plus some uh, new races, which is really cool, uh, as in new characters, which we've seen teased because there's like a whole row of question marks in the character selection screen now. So mm -hmm. they're filling that up with, uh, I think the Piranha's coming, Kamek is there, and, yes. and someone else. It... Uh, the, the, the Caterpillar dude. Oh, Caterpillar dude, yes, of course. And also we're getting Pokemon, just kidding, uh, Dragon Quest Monsters. Yes, so yes. that looked like something. And I think, oh yeah, and WarioWare moves with the, with the 
that's going to be really fun because WarriorWare, what they do is they do what One Two Switch tries to do, uh, but yeah, they do it well, actually good and fun. Yeah. Yes, they always yeah. find silly, weird ways to use the current console's weird thing, whatever it is. So we haven't really seen a game showcase that in a fun way in a long time. And they have like over 200 games, mini micro games, and that's November 3rd, which is the day yes. after Star Ocean. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, who won? Xbox? Yeah, yeah, I think Xbox. Yeah, did, yeah Xbox. We say this because it used to be who won Eve 3, and now it's like who won Summer? Who won Summer? Yeah, that's it. I think um, it was Xbox. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Xbox. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, also. Ubisoft did show off a bunch of stuff. We won't get into it. We'll be here all day. But I kind of was a bit interested in Avatar more than I thought I would be. It kind of, I was like, oh, it looks when, like Far Cry. Jeez, uh, when is that out? December 7th? That doesn't seem right. Like yeah. this year? I think so. Is that wrong? That is going to be probably one of the most overshadowed releases of the year. No one's going to it, touch it, but I think it, it, it looks pretty cool, you guys. Is that going to be your hidden gem? Do you reckon it's going to be one of those gems that is there, but no one plays it because of everything else that's this year? Yeah. Like, and, and like 12 months time, people will be like, fuck. This was really good. Avatar was really, really yeah. good. It looks like, it doesn't look like mind-blowing. It just looks like quite quite good it looks like it's going to be you know far cry but in pandora and mm. you get to, like is it first person yeah first person oh it looks very much like far cry in in kind of oh. almost every way um oh. but you and you can fly on those fly things mm -hmm. looks and you can shoot so you're you're like a you're a navi that got taken away by the you know the earth people and it kind of like similar to you know child soldier stories where they've stolen you away and tried to retrain you to hate Navi and train you in all the weapons. But then something happens, you get locked away for 15 years. It was the only way they could make it work in the gameplay because they're like, oh, we want you to use bow and arrows, but we want you to use like rocket launches and cool stuff as well. <laughs> so how do we make that, you know, as part of the story? So it looks yeah. cool because I'm excited. I don't care what the story is. I'm excited to be some big blue alien that can shoot, you know, rocket launchers and assault rifles but also stealth with arrows and fly around mm. pandora nice that looks uh, pretty cool yeah yeah okay all right tell us about street fighter 6 carl oh yeah i played street fighter 6 uh it's awesome feels really great the tutorials they have are wonderful there's three different settings of how to fight now there's like classic where you do all you put all the inputs and and do all that then there's modern which a lot of fighting games have done lately Mortal Kombat included, where a lot of the special moves are just kind of one of the triggers, and you just pick mm -hmm. a direction, almost like Smash Brothers. But now they have one that I'm not sure I like, which is almost just story mode. I forget what it's called, but it, it, essentially you press one button, and AI decides what it thinks the next move should be uh, it, by using the context of where the other fighter is. What? Yeah, it's really weird, man. Like, you're just kind of pressing, you punch, 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 and it'll say, like, which, is it a high punch, a low punch, am I doing, and then same with the kick, very strange, but it's got all the classic moves in there as well, and you can do, like, which is obviously the way they're going to um, do the game in competitive modes, and if, mm. just the tutorial is so brilliantly done, the fighting engine feels awesome. The single player that everyone's saying is the weak point uh, is kind of cool. I liked it. Did you, did you make a strange-looking character? No, I just made a regular-looking character. 
Uh, it's it's very interesting in that um, it's very, very easy. This is kind of like if you're jumping in for the first time and they teach you, you know, you have a fight that's like, okay, you have to do only throws in this fight. And then this one is only kicks or you got to block in, which is kind of a tutorial in the story. But mm. then, so what you can do with your main character is you run into all the characters of the game. So you run into Chun-Li, you run into Blanca and stuff. And when you meet them, you do a little fight or a little chat and then you can uh, take them on as a mentor. And when they become uh. your mentor, you just take their whole move set. And as you use that, you level up and you can uh. take some of their moves and add it permanently to your character. And as you meet more of the characters, you can have like Chun-Li's you know, kick thing and then Blanca's electricity and create your own character that way. Wow. Uh, and it's just kind of wild a bunch of weird stuff you can go into a hub world with your character and play some old Capcom games like the original Street Fighter and some sh side shooter as well and level up in the arcade okay. it's kind of it's like a my first were Yakuza. there strange looking characters in there? they were very strange yes we could talk about okay. Donkey's video Callan <laughs> oh, thank you I love it I, that was one of my favorite videos of the year it was very good it was very funny his character was terrifying. But did you actually see characters like that in this multiplayer area? Yeah, not as crazy, but okay. I did. Like really tall, really weird shaped arms. It's, <laughs> it's kind of cool. It is refreshing because a lot, like like Diablo, for example, a lot of games are making like character creation stuff, but all your characters kind of look similar and they don't let you change too much because they still want their game to look pretty in screenshots and whatnot. Whereas this is like, nah, go wild. Just, oh, it'll be the same for Starfield. You're going to see stupid characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bethesda lets you go pretty wild as well, mm -hmm. which is fun. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it but, it was very yeah, fun. The the actual Street Fighter, the arcade mode, like this kind of story mode, I love mm. it because it's just a picture with a little story. Mm. And then at the end, you get another picture and a little story, which just feels like OG Street Fighter 2. Yeah, it's very Street Fighter 2, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and it, just, and it feels like, cool. And, and then Chun-Li reunited with her family. Yeah. And da, 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 da. The polar yeah. opposite to Mortal Kombat. They're going like, ah, you know, it's all about the, the fighting and, and the nuances of this and that. Uh, we don't care about the story. So, But I did enjoy it. Like, I had, I had a great time. I'm still, I'm still more excited for Mortal Kombat because I'm a Mortal Kombat guy. But mm. uh, I was pleasantly surprised by how good it felt. I can't wait to try it online. Not against internet people because no thank you but just against friends and stuff and see how it runs because apparently oh. it's much better you should play polyquan i'll play you uh, <laughs> <laughs> you play polyquan at that or fifa and see how you go apparently he gets quite angry if you do it in mario kart i've heard oh really yeah, i'm not stoked about not winning in mario kart no way yeah, i didn't know me that. neither so we should do a mario kart session with Polly. yeah and just Attack him with red shells the oh, entire it's time. The Not even blue ones, just go after him with reds. Oh no. Uh anyway, alright, okay, so that's uh that's things we've been watching, games we've been playing, all that sort of stuff. Conferences we've been enjoying at five AM in the morning under the blanket with the uh warm coffee. Yum. Um so we're gonna roll into our review game this week, which is Diablo Four. Sanctuary has always been trapped amid the eternal conflict. A war between angels and demons. But Lilith serves neither side. She was banished ages ago. But this world 
is her creation. My children, the lords of hell are coming to devour our world. Hell is coming. Hell is coming. All right, Diablo 4, developed by Blizzard Entertainment, published by Blizzard Entertainment, is an action RPG. Uh, Blizzard were the ones that sort of made the original action RPG with the original Diablo, which came out back in 1997. In 2000, we got Diablo 2. In 2012, so 12 years later, we got Diablo 3. 2022, we got Diablo Immortal, which we don't talk about. We'll cross that one out. Um, yeah. And this year, uh, 2023... Sorry, Diablo Immortal was 22, but we crossed that one out. Uh, 2023, we get Diablo 4, the newest one. So it has been uh, nine, uh, 11 years, 11 years since the uh, since the last one. So wow, that's um, huge. Yeah, that that is huge. That is massive. It's like a very similar gap from Diablo 2 to Diablo 3, which again was ridiculously big. Yeah, I can't believe Diablo 2 came out in 2000. That seems uh, sooner than I thought. Really? I thought it was a 90s game. I just kind of pictured it as like a 98, 99 game. That's nah, wild. Um, yeah, Diablo 197, and then they did StarCraft 98, StarCraft Expansion 99, and then Diablo 2 2000, Expansion 2001, WarCraft 3 2002, Frozen Throne 2003, World of WarCraft 2004. What a fucking run. What a run. Wow, that that is that is ridiculous. Yeah, that is nuts. Oh my god, no wonder Blizzard is Blizzard. Yeah, yeah, like that built over that from I reckon two thousand to two thousand and four built Blizzard. Really? Yeah. Have they missed besides mobile games? Uh, yeah, they were. There was Titan, which they scrapped, which they worked on for years. Well, it doesn't count. I think it does because they put years into that. Yeah, but they they're smart enough to be like that's a miss don't let anyone touch it well they turned that into overwatch so not a miss uh world of, some of the world of warcraft expansions were disappointing still just expansions though but yeah i guess so i guess so still big releases every yeah, two years true. which yeah but the, but it, it was um but like by disappointing but, do you mean like only bajillion bajillion people played it like for an expansion, you want to keep your people around for, for the year, two years, you know? Yeah. But a lot of people dropped off in, well, Warlords of Drenna years ago, uh, Battle for Azeroth, um, Shadowlands. But the, um, for this, uh, Dragonflight's brought a lot back and people like to fix a lot of shit that pissed off people. And it was kind of like with back when Draenor came out, lost a lot of people, Mr. Pandaria brought a lot of people back oh yeah and the classic was what oh, wait, was, miss. was miss no sorry miss came before Draenor. i don't know yeah. any of this are you writing oh, this down listeners i hope no, you are i'm all over the place anyway so let's talk about diablo fucking four let's do right, it so uh diablo four takes um place in the storyline 50 years after diablo three. Oh, okay news to me yeah so at the end of diablo three um a lot of people had died because of Malfield, the uh, corrupted angel that came, the angel of death that came down. He he corrupted the world stone uh, with the black soul stone, took a lot of people's souls, etc. A lot of people died. Anyway, so it's fifty years past that since all that state happened. Um, world's been at relative peace, etc. But for whatever reason, Lilith, the daughter of hatred, yep, uh, the uh, hatred being Mephisto, the uh, the lord of hatred, Diablo's brother. Um, so his daughter has been uh, summoned back into the world of Sanctuary. So this is Diablo's niece. Uh, yes. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah, Lilith is Diablo's so niece. So she's here that's... to rep an Uncle Diablo. <laughs> yeah, rep, rep an Uncle Diablo. I love that. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, she's been summoned into the world of Sanctuary, and she was actually one of the creators of Sanctuary, her and the, um, the angel Inarius, who also right. came Right, yes, yes, but, yes. Um, because uh, they got sick of the eternal war, so they made this place called the eternal war being the constant war between heaven and hell. So they made this place called Sanctuary, where you know people could pretty much get away from that bullshit. Yeah. Is what happened. Um, anyway, so she's been summoned back in the world of Sanctuary. Why she's back, no one seems to know. But the story follows that you're following her around. It reminds me a lot of Diablo Two in that you followed the Wanderer East in Diablo Two. Right, yep. and you're always that one step behind. It feels like a very similar thing. This time you're actually called the Wanderer, which freaks me out. I'm like, but the Wanderer, no, yeah, anyway, he's there. You, you, you're following uh, Lilith's steps around the world, pretty much, or parts of Sanctuary, finding out what she's going to do, um, and yeah, and track her down and stop her. Pretty much is is the gist of the story, but it goes yep. on from there. Uh, you know, you run into Anarius along the way as well because he was obviously going to pop up in this. He he'd been imprisoned by. I think Mephisto for years down in hell. Somehow he's back as well. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, there's sort of a lot going on with that. Um, so yeah, this, this story again, uh, it very in-game cinematics this time. So Blizzard's been known for their amazing cinematics in the past. Yeah, like actual and, CG ones. Mm, Diablo 2 actually started a lot of this as well. Absolutely incredible. Um, back in the day, but they've gone for a lot of in-game ones. So your character that you create actually appears in a lot of yeah, those. Yeah, which is really cool. It, it makes you actually feel a lot more part of the story rather than in Diablo 2 when it's like all the cinematics. You're never in the cinematics. Yeah. You know? Yep. You just, it's the Wanderer, you know? You're just there as well. Yeah, and I guess yeah. this is, again, attached to my comment about crazy characters in Street Fighter, why they wouldn't let you go too crazy because... They don't want those <laughs> cinematics to look ridiculous. Could you imagine? Uh, oh, yeah, um, exactly. And before we get too far at all, while we're talking about cinematics, I do think it might be the best opening cinematic I've ever seen to a game. Like, like I think it, well, I think it might cross past Metal Gear Solid Five. Wait, wait, wait! With Lilith summoning? Yeah, that whole cinematic, really? the whole thing from the start, from the fight okay. with the three characters, and and you know the the mage guy doing the magic and fighting mm. off the, like just how it how it looked and how it felt mm. as a as a vibe and then yeah when she like first appears and then yeah. it shows her standing there with the huge like flesh cape and it just goes like doos diablo 4 i've shown that yeah. to people who are like friends multiple friends in my house and people visiting who are not interested in gaming and they just watch that and go let's go you know like let's play well, I know you haven't finished the campaign yet. I have not, no. There is a cinematic later in the game. I would hope so. Wait, that people are calling one of the greatest gaming cinematics of all time. Yay! What, not the ending one? Just later in the game? Just later in the game. I'm very... That's, that's such... Because I think this is like... I wouldn't... I wasn't even saying this is the greatest. I just think it's the best intro cinematic I've ever yeah. seen. Like, yeah, no, that's fair. And as a, well, I mean, uh, like talking cinematics, this other one later on is very oh, spectacular. I'm so glad. Like, and yeah. it has like they have such pressure because they are regarded as the best. It's not even like a, a like a thing people might say. I, I think most people would regard Blizzard as the best at making game cinematics. So it's like this was their time going. All right, guys, we gotta step it up. 
you know, they can't point to an old one and be like, man, why wasn't as good as this? Yeah. And just as yeah. a tone setter, before you so jump it's in. A, it's a great tone setter. I'm glad you brought up tone because a big knock on Diablo 3 was the different tone. It yeah. From Diablo 2. Now, it still was set in the same world of Sanctuary, but it had a lot brighter color palette throughout the game. Like, very bright. Yes. Um okay now the rainbows thing didn't bother me because that's a natural thing in an environment yep, like yep. i don't give a fuck if there's a rainbow over a, a waterfall yeah like, that's a normal thing right yeah. if there's a rainbow in diablo 4 i don't care but i mean the color palette was very bright very almost cartoony in a way yeah torch lady yeah it lost a lot of the darkness i felt the reds that, and the um, browns and the yeah 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 yeah, that, yeah, yeah. absolutely you know, well Diablo 4 brings that back. It has a lot darker tone light and a lot more atmospheric in dungeons and things like that. But yeah, that was a big tonal shift. But um, in terms of the actual game, it is an action RPG, which is said isometric view, camera top down. Uh, pretty much you go through the world, uh, attacking monsters, collecting loot, doing dungeons, exploring. That's pretty much your gameplay loop right there. Very yeah. simple stuff, as all RPGs have been over the years. What makes an action RPG though so compelling is the loot grind, the chase for better loot, uh, making your character better through your skill the trees, etc. Yeah. You're building a character and doing like crazy shit and just annihilating monsters. Good time. So we have five classes on launch in this, much like Diablo three and two both had five classes, um, and more were eventually added. And now I think we ended up with eventually. Seven in three and seven in two as well. So Ooh. I'm expecting one day we'll get more classes than yes, this. Very exciting. Uh, um, so uh, we've got barbarian, rogue, sorcerer, um, druid? necromancer, and druid. Yeah. Um, barbarian, melee fighter, source sorcerer, um, elemental mage, wizard sort of thing. Um, Rogue is your um, a bow user or quick fight up close with daggers. Uh, Necromancer, guiding an army of the dead, so your summoner-like class. And Druid is sort of uh, earth magic and shapeshifter, so it can shapeshift into werewolf bear. Yes, yep, yep, yep. So that they all add their own different flavor, etc. You talked about before the customization. So this is the first time we've actually been able to customize the look of our Diablo characters. Yeah, which I still enjoyed immensely. Oh, 100%. Even though it's rather limited, and this is something I'm going to get onto a bit later when I, when I talk some other things, but there weren't a whole heap of options, but there was enough that you could make so many different hair colors, eye colors, yeah, hairstyles, feels like you. tattoos, earrings. You can make your... Your character and that. So in the other, in Diablo one and two, it was all stock standard. Diablo three, they added the choice of gender. Um, this time it is uh, full customization. So that's nice. That was a a, a very 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 good addition. I yes. felt. Um, again, adding to this world, we said where you pop it in the cinematics, etc. Another thing they've added this time, a new thing into Diablo four is the open world style of the game. So the older games were always split into acts and the acts were like uh, little zones in that region sort of thing. Well, this one is five large zones, like quite large zones. Yeah, very uh, large, across, actually. I'm still in the uh, first one. one part of, of Sanctuary. It's not the entire of Sanctuary yet. I think eventually we might get the entirety of Sanctuary in the game. Are you? Oh, okay. 
or through expansions, etc. I already have a strong feeling I know where they're going in the first expansion, but I'm not going to say a word. Damn. Okay, you reckon? Um. Uh. Yeah, I've got a theory, but I can't talk to you about it until you finish the oh, game. Oh, spoilery? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you, especially if you know Diablo lore. Oh, I don't really. Ah, uh, it would still probably... Like, I'm enjoying yeah. this oh, pocket of look, it, though. Well, where we are, we're on, like, one of the continents. So, Centra is pretty much two main continents that we've gotten in the past or seen. Yep. I'm assuming there might be another one in the world. They could easily expand it anyway. Of course. Super easy. But um, I think we'll go down south, which makes sense because it's on the same landmass. Yep, 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 yep. But what's down there is the jungles of Karas, which was in Diablo 2. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, they'll do that then. I feel like they're yeah. trying to do anything they can to link themselves back to 2. Yeah, yeah. So um, that, that, that will be very cool because it'll be a, a jungle environment, which will be quite cool. Um, so yeah, in terms of the zones, like you've got your, your, your icy frozen zone, Fractured Peaks. You've got Skosglen up north, which is more of a... A grassy sort of zone. You got the dry steps, which is more canyon-y. Canyon-y. Nailed it. Uh, lo- uh, lots of reds, etc. <laughs> You've got Kedjistan, which is a very desert environment, which there were some places in 3 that you revisit there, which was very cool to see, I've got to say. Um... And then um, you've got Horza, Horza, or whatever it's called, sorry, uh, down in the south. They are hard so names sw- to pronounce, so yeah. uh, forgive uh, That's a, a uh, swampland down there, which is, again, something quite different again. Mm-hmm. So uh, each, each zone has their own sort of flavor to it, which is very nice. Um, each zone is filled with dungeons. We know dungeons from Diablo, other Diablo games. There's about 120 plus in this one. Of dungeons? Yeah, that's a lot of dungeons. I didn't know that's there was a lot that of many. dungeons. Oh yeah, there's a lot. There, there is a, there is a lot. So these dungeons, you can go through them. Like the story doesn't take you through them all. Story takes you through some more special story dungeons, but you can go off and do a lot on your own, etc. Side quests and things like that. Um, and this brings me in, into into the next big thing in the game is the uh, legendary aspect. So uh, every Diablo game we've had. A, different ways of gaining power through gear, etc. This time they've gone with, obviously, gear, but we get these things called legendary aspects in that. Um, and there was a very similar ability to this actually added in Diablo 3 Seasons at one stage, oh. where they added the ability to take a power off an item and put it into this box, and then you could select three powers in this box to be added to your gear. So they've gone... And elaborate on that, on that every legendary item that drops has a power on it and you can extract this power from that item and put it onto another item if you have a better item, more suited to your class, better stats, etc. Then you also have the codex of power in this and you earn aspects as well through completing these dungeons. So there's like 120 aspects in this book, 120 powers split across the five classes, might even be more. And you can add those powers onto your gear for each class, etc. So a good way to start a build up without having to find the best stuff in the game a lot of the time. So you go, oh yeah. So, but they always roll because every ability in or stat in the game can roll different values. Like you might have gloves of strength five, but the next slot might be ten on it. But it has a roll range of five or ten. It's the randomization. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Same thing with these powers, the but the the codex rolls at the lowest value every time. So it might be 
your crits do 10% more damage, right? This is just a dumb example, but that's the lowest it can roll. While you might find that same power on an item in the wild, which has 30% instead, your crits now do 30% plus damage. Oh, so it's the identical thing, but okay, I see what you mean. So each but, aspect yeah, of yeah. it, each dot can point. Be in, can be in the environment as well. Okay, okay. Right, so then you go, I will extract that now and now put that on my thing. Yep, yep. But so the, the codex is to start your builds, really. It's a great way of going, right, here's a bunch of things. You can start your build. Yeah. Right? But you can make your build better if you find the same same power out in the out in the wild. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it goes on like that, which is uh a, a kind of a cool system. And this is all linked to the dungeons that each dungeon has a power that you unlock. So it, it it's a great incentive to go out in the world especially and for your character if you're playing sorceress you might just go out and do all all the sorceress dungeons for all the powers yes to, yep. to put in your book uh, but it's also right? helpful to do all of them because you keep them for all your characters anyway yeah correct correct and so, you still get yeah, to maybe do a dungeon your fir- maybe your first ca- the, a good way is first character go clear all the dungeons for your completion um and then that goes across your entire account which is very helpful Yes, it like is the skill super, point. Super What's that thing as well that you can get with your renown for every character in all oh, the places? Um, unlock extra. So in each zone of the world, there is a thing called renown, which is like your reputation. You'd get it from side uh, completing quests. dungeons, doing side quests, discovering areas. Which I love that. Fight. It's just a little thing, but oh yeah, yeah, exactly. It adds it, it adds the game and these uh, statues of Lilith, which are these statues. There's a hundred and something scattered around the world, um, and all this goes towards your renown re- reputation. There's five levels of renown, and it unlocks bonuses like a bonus skill point, extra potion uses, etc. But the good thing about these is that it goes account one when you start a new character. You, once you've unlocked all this renown in the world, you actually can start with 10 skill points at level one. Yeah, I love that. They're really making it uh, easy and flow better for you to try new characters after you've finished oh. the game and done done the work. Yep, e- exactly. And, and the next thing I'll bring up here is the skill tree. With 10 points, you can actually move quite far down the skill tree straight up. Get three or four abilities on your bar, off you go. So they've brought skill trees back after Diablo 3's rune system, which was a weird one that mm. you unlock every skill in Diablo 3 and rune. So all the runes were just different flavors. So it was like you could make your whirlwind, like you had normal whirlwind, and then it was like whirlwind that did over a larger range or whirlwind that would suck in enemies and you'd choose one of these. But you could change it whenever. There was no real custom it was very limited they've brought back a skill tree where you put points in down a tree you get a limited number of points over the game uh to fill out your build which is great to see yeah yeah uh, um and, and simple to use they've done it in a in quite an easy way to see then, then they've got an end game sort of system the paragon board which is a big board that thing where you looks then intense get... yes yeah which is these uh, like boards? Like, um, what do we what do we always a sphere, grid. sphere grid? We always reference back to the fucking sphere, sphere grid, grid for whatever. They nailed um, it. That's the best thing it, Final it, Fantasy X it, ever did for <laughs> RPGs. Uh, yeah, this big board where you get points and you move up the board, unlock um, different uh, like there's like 
basic things like fire strength, five intel intelligence, but then you might do 15% extra damage to close enemies. And then there's legendary powers you can unlock on yeah. there too. And there's all these different boards that you can connect to each other. And it, it's quite in a... Uh, in in depth, and it's good they bring that in at fifty. Yeah, because you've learned the game by then. But then there's this new system you can huge, look at, and it's huge too. It just layers like, on layers. If they had brought this out at level one, not nah, overwhelming. It would have been a, a bit too much overwhelming. Like Path of Ex and anyone that's played Path of Exile, their um, uh, passive tree is just you unlock that straight away, and the size of the thing is. Oh my god, I can't even explain it. Yeah, you it. want it as a bonus when you're like, oh man, I'm pretty yeah. strong, where else can I go? And then you go, oh my god. Mm. Um, so yeah. this It, it reminds mm. me of a souped-up version of the Assassin's Creed Valhalla one. Uh, if, if anyone, oh, any yeah. listeners are, are, remember playing through that, that skill tree is a lot more simple, but very similar. There's, you can't move or change. It's kind of locked in with the, the stars in the sky. It's where it is, but there's clusters... And all that, and this is like if you could kind of pick where your cluster was and where you wanted to start, and it was similar thing where you're like, oh, I'm a little bit quieter, or I'm a little bit stronger, and then suddenly you, I yeah. can hold two battle axes. Well, this is like um, a great way of doubling down on your build at the stage because you've gone through the game, put trees into your skill tree. Yep. So you've got a build, you're doing a thing. Like let's say, let's go with the example. You've gone for a werewolf druid, yep. right? So you're doing werewolf druid things. You get to the Paragon board. Now is your chance to double down. So there are different boards you can select. So there's like the Werebear one. There's the Caster one. There's the Storm one, etc. And then there's the Werewolf one. Yep. So you go, I'm going to start with the Werewolf one. Start putting my points in here. So now you are effectively doubling down into your build at this stage. Yep. Which is, again, a good thing to do. Rather than going, I'm going to use the... Um, I'm going to put points in the Werebear one. It's like, why would you do that if you're not using any Werebear skills? It's, it's yeah, exactly. So it's... You could waste it, but if, if you're thinking about your build and strategizing, it yeah. is really, which is kind of the main part that makes this game compelling. Mm -hmm. if, if, if you're not really thinking about that, it can risk just feeling repetitive, and that's because you're not looking into your build and, and thinking about it every step of the way and strategizing and watching it affect your character. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you, but again, if you if you think killing enemies over and over in a dungeon is repetitive. You shouldn't be playing Diablo. It's not that your well, style that, of game. That's what an action RPG yeah. is. It's killing monsters in a dungeon, getting loot, and making a character build and, and doing cool, fun things with yeah. it. That's that's what an action RPG boils down to yeah. at the end of the day. But, you know, they add the things now, like the open worlds, the more intense story, um, and all these things. Yeah. Something they've brought back into Diablo 4, which was going to be in 3, but it got cut. PvP. Yeah, my goodness. So so PvP was in two, but it was one of those things. You walk out of town with randoms, and then someone turns... Uh, they can select it in the thing, and it's ha it happened to me back in the day. Um, uh, Carl's gone hostile. Carl can now fight you. And you're like, huh? And then you just get jumped by Carl. Yeah. And you're like, the f what was that? Well, in, in this one, you can't do that, but you can walk into this... There's two zones or two areas in the game. Uh, fields of... Um, is it Fields of Hatred? Yes. Yeah. Uh, fields of Hatred. Um, so it's these two areas where you can go PvP. Again, you don't have to turn on PvP. So if you don't have PvP on, Carl and I run out there 
uh, we can't fight each other. But whenever you want, you can turn on your hostile and attack people. Amazing. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Uh, I, I, and I would never do that with you. You already know. Mm. Like, this is why I haven't dabbled in it because just no way, Jose. That that screams Ooh. too much uh, Callan troll bait right there. No, Carl. We don't troll on this game. So, anyway, um, out there, I've been out there before on, on the softcore character. Ran into other players and we're hanging out and all this sort of stuff and we're doing like events together and whatever reason this guy just turned in hostile and just started attacking me. Wow, it has happened to you already? Yeah. Yuck, man. N not on hardcore, but on softcore, yeah. Wow, okay, yeah, I guess on softcore it's not so crazy. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, they steal your PvP points. So what you actually what you do out there, you earn this currency from killing monsters in the PvP zone. And what you do is like, it's like an extraction thing. You got to go to this extraction area yep. and you put it into this jar. It's 40 seconds it takes for it to go wherever it goes and turn into these crystals that you can then use to buy PVP cosmetics and shit. But it alerts everyone in the zone when you hit that extraction button. Oh, right, right. Okay, okay. It reminds me of... Um... The Dark Zone in... Yeah, Dark Zone. Division? Division. Yeah. Mm. Very much. Yeah. Yeah, so it's fine, you know. Um, yeah, um, and then you can go buy PvP things. So PvP is back. And, of course, there is an endgame in this. Once you finish the story, you can go into endgame, right? And then once you finish the story, whenever you make a new character, you can hit also skip campaign, so you never have to do the campaign again. You can start at level 1 in Kyovashad and just start leveling up from there. Show different things like the Tree of Whispers, which is like a very much like the Diablo 3 bounce system, which they added later in Diablo 3, which is pretty much around the world, a bunch of random tasks to do, kill monsters here, go do this dungeon, go do the cellar, whatever, uh, and then you, um, uh, you know, do a certain number of these, then you hand it into this Tree of Whispers, Tree of Whispers gives you a box, you open the box, it's got gear in there. Yeah. Right? Yep, very yep. simple. You get XP as well. Very, very simple. Um... Also, in the end game, um, hell tides start appearing. So, hell tides, uh, whole zone will turn red, fire will come from the sky, the, the rain will turn to blood, all the stuff, oh. rivers will go to blood. It's very, very cool. Very cool. What was very that cool. one in? Uh, end game. In, in... It's called, in the end game, okay. it's called hell tides. Wow. So, um, every, so, they're on a timer and they last an hour, but, every, but they pop up every one and a half hours. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, and then um, all the monsters in that zone then will start dropping these cinders, and you collect these cinders up, right? And then there's these big boxes around the map, and anyone can do it. You can't PvP or anything here, but you get these cinders, and then you pay to open these boxes. So it might be 75 to open this box here for legs, and it says on the box, you know, box of box of leggeds, yeah. right? And then it will drop just legs, leg items for like you. Like a bunch of them. Yep, or hats. You go to a hat one. Oh, cool. Or there's okay. a mystery mystery ones, which are even more expensive, but you get a whole lot. And it'll drop a lot of legendaries and all this sort of stuff. Very cool way to gear up, especially if you like looking for a piece of gear. You're like, I need a new hat. Yep. I can't get hats. So you go around the zone, you kill the monsters, get the things, you go and, and open all the hat, 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 hat. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Very, um, very fun. And then there's the Nightmare Dungeons. So Nightmare Dungeons is you get these sigils, and and it's for a random dungeon, so it might be for uh, the random dungeon um, cultist refuge in Kedjistan, right? Yeah. Um, you use the sigil, 
and then it powers up that dungeon back in Kedjistan. You go there, um, and it gives new affixes and things to the monsters and yourself. So, example again, and this is randomized, there's a whole heap, but for you, it might be better magic finds. So you've got a better chance of getting legendary gear in this dungeon. Right, okay, okay. But for the monsters, they might, every monster that now might do poison damage in that dungeon. Okay, so, so it's like a thematic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just adds things in. Like, it doesn't change the look of the dungeon, it's what the monsters and you do. Okay. But but you can make these harder and harder and harder, so they've got levels. Right? Yep. yep. So on level one, the monsters start at 54, because it's the end game thing, right? Of course. And it goes all the way up to level 100, where the monsters are level 154. Oh, yuck. So what you do is you generally try and do them around your level. Yep. So, yeah, a, a good thing is to get your level, whatever level you are. So let's say I'm level 60. Yeah. You minus 54 off, and you want to use a level 6 sigil, and the monsters will be your level at 60. Okay, okay. Oh, so it's kind of like when you play with another player, almost. Almost, but then you can keep putting it harder and harder. You go, oh... My build dominates. Actually, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm level sixty, but I'm gonna um, do tier ten, right? Sure. Which makes the monsters level sixty four. But you get more XP from of the monsters. Of course, of course. Yeah, risk reward type stuff. A lot exactly. of risk reward. So you go. You go. So yeah, that's another end game thing. And then there are the world bosses as well. Several world bosses around the map, yep, which yep. takes several people to kill. Sick. Um, lots of fun doing that as well. Um. And then for those that there's also a hardcore mode in this game where you, uh, if you die, it's game over. Um, and, and yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much the game is, um, is, is, is it all right there? Um, down the track, we're going to get seasons. Yes. Uh, which is separate from the expansions. Correct. So seasons we had in Diablo three, uh, 28 seasons there. So many you seasons. A, you start a new character there I'm big f and they do it in path of exile too they've had 30 or 40 seasons where you start a new character it's, it's the way our arpgs go rather than constantly like a destiny season where you're constantly building the same character this one every season you're building a new character but with the new stuff they put in the game mm. and like i mentioned before that special cube uh, from three that was a good thing that they put in one of the seasons and that they kept around afterwards for every season it'll be similar to this they'll add new things New items, probably new cosmetics for your character, like new hairstyles and then new clothes and all things like that. They're going to add all this stuff every season, every three months, which is great. Content will constantly be coming. Uh, they're eventually going to add set items, so we'll see those in seasons. What we'll see in expansions, though, is a bit different. Where we'll, In the expansions, we'll see um, new campaign storylines. So there'll be new storylines in seasons, but there won't be the actual campaign. There'll be like side stories, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, in the expansions, which they're working on two at the moment, we'll get new classes, we'll get new zones, we'll get new campaigns, and we'll probably get other systems added to the game. So yeah, your thoughts on the game so far, guys? Uh, you know, my thoughts are not as in-depth as those. Sadly, I haven't uh, been able to dive in quite as far as much as I want to. But I do like that there are so, so many ways to customize the builds. And I'm glad we played a lot of the beta as well, which gave me a chance to try out a lot of the characters so i haven't yep. jumped in in a, in a lot of diablo um I've, I've dabbled into 
a long, long time ago, just as messing around on someone else's computer, but never got into it. Played quite a bit of three, but still not like end game stuff or anything like that. Uh, but I'm really, really enjoying it. It is like for me, because I'm, I'm not as uh, familiar with making intricate builds and stuff, it can get repetitive sometimes. But then every time I try a new character or what I like to do, this early in the game and because I'm still learning the ropes is it's very very cheap and easy to just delete and restart your build from scratch oh yeah which is yeah. really cool and I love the way you can just go back one at a time in mm -hmm. steps if you hold down the X button you just delete one thing but if you just tap it and say yes they tell you are you sure very very cheap in gold it's like bugger old gold 100 or 10 gold or whatever and you can just rebuild your whole thing so that's fun to do as soon as things start to feel a bit stale i just go like oh let's see if i can be a you know an ice mage or a fire mage or mm -hmm. that kind of simple stuff and i i love the uh, if the game is getting a bit too repetitive in say dungeons or something you go and do your renown and do a bunch of that kind of stuff and build up that which helps mm. the next character so i love i love the way it's thought through it's it's really clever in that way they've really thought about just how a diablo player would best enjoy this experience um and i think mm -hmm. that's really cool the story is very fun i'm kind of i'm just mm. overwhelmed at all the side quest stories, so I have to admit that I just skip them all unless I'm doing a yellow one. Then I'm like, listen to everything, follow everything. Um, all the good stuff, it feels really good, big playground. I, I love all that stuff. The, only, the mm. main downside, which I spoke to you earlier about, for me the main downside is I never felt, I have never felt more powerful than I did between levels one and 20, ever. I, I get that because that's to do with the level scaling of the monsters. Yeah, it's not quite up. right for now, me. It, uh, and that's a lot to do with where you are in the game as well, right? 1 to 20. Yeah. Feels awesome. Um, yeah, and then you hit... I would say it's almost a 20 to 50s, right? But once you hit into the end game and you start actually making powerful builds, you, you slaughter enemies. I, I, I'm like playing a druid at the moment and from 55 onwards i was deleting the screen in one move yeah i like and that's that's really exciting for me but like for playing with someone like like i'm playing currently with my partner with brie and mm. i know for a fact that um as a game she is just having a ball she absolutely loves it and i know i just know that she wants to play till end game and that that'll be diablo mm. for her like it's that adventure which, you know, it, most people are saying Endgame is the start of playing Diablo, really. But to a lot of people who just play casually and just enjoy it in that way, like Brie, and probably myself, depending on what's... Like, this year is so stacked, I'd probably end up doing the same. Like, I'll finish the game and be like, that was it for me. Which kind of hurts. Because I, I think that would feel so awesome if I just felt a little more powerful. But to say, like, level but, 1 to 20, yeah. I feel really powerful. And then from 20 yeah. till what a lot of us will consider the rest of the game. I never feel as mm. powerful again. That just kind of, just that, I don't like that. Okay, you know, that's fine. And I think Blizzard do need to fix some of the scaling issues. Just for that bit, because then I know that it'll get real, if I yeah. choose to continue But it's still supposed to get harder as you go through the campaign, too, yeah. like any other game. Of course, well. of You're course. You're not supposed to just delete everything. Like, you get to the last boss in Final Fantasy, 
or the last no i understand i mean i'm in a hundred like episode 126 of a video game podcast i know how games work it just yeah i still know how i want to feel as this like demonic magic being but i'm being like i'm not being wrecked like i can still but i don't like being this all-powerful being that struggles a little bit on like two dogs and a a skeleton also best thing to always upgrade in terms of power is your weapon and don't look at the level level number doesn't mean shit look at the top left at the item power yeah 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 okay i see right big difference big again auditive scale which i think is a little wonky and and weird at times too and trust me even in end game it's a bit wonky and weird with item power versus uh required level on things yeah okay um, okay again i think they need to and they will like, I think a little. they've done look, such an awesome and, and, job and, on that. and look diablo is a game right that, okay, you said you might finish the campaign and that might be it. But then you might come back in season four. Yeah, true. And you might yep. go, oh, it's quite, I'm going to jump back in. And you go, oh my God, they fixed the level scaling. Oh, oh I haven't played a druid before. I'm going to roll a druid. Yeah. Right? So yep. you start at level one and play through the season. Love it. You might go, all right, that's enough for me for the next 12 months. Four seasons later, you come back and you go, holy shit, they've added all this new yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go again. And I trust them and so it's much not, with that. It, it's not like a game like Destiny where it gets so complicated that it's just fucked. <laughs> yeah. For a, for a season, you know? This is, you start at level one again. It's very easy to just pick up and go oh, again. Oh, man. Very I'm, easy. I'm so and, sad and about that's Destiny. The design, and that's the way they've sort of designed it. And that's the way Path of Exiles is. You know, and people will play a season, but they won't play it for the full three months. They might do three weeks of the season, go, oh, yeah, I'm done for the season, put it away for the next season. And that's fine. Mm. I did that with Diablo 3. Yeah. You know, or I skipped 10 seasons and then would come back into it and go, oh, what do we got now? Oh, cool. All yeah. right. Oh, this you know, is what happens there. Um, oh, yep. so, so, yeah, you just look at it as a way like that. I think, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But yeah, in terms of a score for base game, what, what are you giving? Uh, I, it's like, I think it's an 8.5 for me. Like, it's pretty high up there. Um, yeah. It's a very solid and very beautiful, and it, like besides that power feeling, the actual feel, which is so important, the gameplay feel is just gorgeous. Like it's so smooth, every mm. magic move and uh, like attack feels satisfying, which isn't always the case with these isometric games because you're not in the action like a God of War where you feel the punches and stuff. But you're really doing yep. this, and it feels cool as. Um, and I, I've loved that. I love the look of it. I love the vibe of playing the game and. Super easy to play couch co-op or jump in with your friends with mm-hmm. cross-play. So I've been having a ball. So I give it an 8.5 out of 10 so far. I have to say so far because I haven't nice. finished it. No, that's fine. That's fine. And look, I'm I'm going to say my score right out. Uh, it's the nine so nice. far. Nice. And I say that I finished the game. I've done a lot of end game. I've done a lot that's of That's good. That's good to right. know. Nine is massive. But what I'm going to say and is what I've said to other people. The base of the cake is there. Right? So Diablo 3, when it released, the base of the cake, which you're going to be building on this game for the next five, eight years, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, much like Destiny 2 does, Path of Exile, World of Warcraft, all these games. They started with a base, builds from there. The base of Diablo 3 was rotten. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was broken from the outset. They pretty much tried to redo the base in their first expansion. They fixed a lot. They fixed a lot. But you've lost years of development at that stage. Years. And then they, you know, it it got better as the game went on. But it, 
they had to fix so much. Well, this they don't need to fix as much. The base is so much better on this game. The base cake is there. We're going to see so many layers come out for this game. It's going to be fucking great. Yeah. Things they do need to fix, though, for me, I hate the UI. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. The UI... It's always in your way. It, it's like, not not in your way. Like I mean, the um, the inventory stashes, all this stuff. Like and it, It's simple things. Like, I can't search for things. Like, I have a hundred legendary items in my stash box. Yep. I'm looking for a specific power that works with, let's say, ice as an ice sorceress. Yep. I can't search for it. I have to hover over every single fucking item until I find Frost Nova can be cast twice. Yeah. It's... Give me a way to just type in Frost. Yep. And then also the um, the way you can... um, Like, it's got an auto-sort button. But it just auto-sorts to to type. Like, allow me to sort by, like, uh, rarity or this or that. Give me options. Give me options. I want options. They've only given us four stash tabs for five characters. Yeah. So I can't even give one to each character. Yeah. What what you'd want is a minimum of six. One for each type of character. One for your gems and everyday bullshit. That everyone uses, right? Your every every man's box, and then specifics. Yeah. So look, little things like this is really annoying. Uh, we spoke about it before. Some end game gearing feels off. Okay. Yeah. Right, like with the power level versus item level, and I feel I buy and uh, I got my sorceress up to seventy four. Right before she died in hardcore, she's the highest I leveled. I felt my gearing was pretty much complete because I'd found the uniques I needed. She was done. That I would It would have been the same thing to 100. There needs to be another... And we've already seen it. A world tier 5 is coming with extra levels of gems and that. It's been dynamined. It needs to come in sooner rather than later, probably from about 80 onwards, I feel. Yep. Right? So it gives you that extra bit of carrot at the end. Um, again, a little thing like that. The horse is super clunky. Like, it gets stuck oh, on things. I haven't had the horse um, yet. Uh, it gets stuck on things. Uh, the movement can be strange. Um, barriers start uh, appearing around the map, which is so annoying. What? Like you're riding around and then you'll run into a barrier and the skeleton's there. And it's like, all right, you got to then get off your horse, kill skeletons. That would be fine. Okay. Normally. I didn't know about that. There's a cooldown to get back on your fucking oh, horse. Really? Yeah. So you can't jump this barrier. So you run in and then you jump. So then you've got a 10 second fucking cooldown. And you're like, Ugh. like, let me, like, I get it if it's in the PvP zone. I want to see this change. Give us, don't give us any cooldowns on the fucking horse unless you're in the PvP zone. In the PvP zone, yes, because it will stop people just constantly running away from it. Yeah, people. and doing hit and runs and stuff. Yeah, yeah of yeah, course. Yeah. Nah, cooldowns there, 100%. Everywhere else, take the fucking cooldowns away and take the fucking barriers away. I want to get across the map to this event that's happening I've got three minutes to get there. I don't want to get stopped by fucking barriers and shit. Yeah, nah. That's the point of the mount. Yeah, and another thing, boss timers, etc. I don't know when a fucking world boss is going to spawn. If um, I have to go to third-party websites to find this out easily because on the map, the icon doesn't appear until half an hour beforehand, but to see it, you got to zoom the map all the way out and it's a tiny little icon. 
So if you're doing other things, you're doing dungeons over and over, you got no fucking idea. And the amount of world bosses and things like that I've missed, really, again, oh, this is yeah. all simple shit. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fixed. Such easy things that can be fixed, right? Like, ha- have a notification pop up in our chat window. Um, Ashara spawns in 30 minutes. Boom. Done. You know? Yeah. Easy. Right? Um, uh, do you need a group matchmaking option? Like, um, uh, running through hell tides on my own wasn't fun the other day with a, a fresh level 50. Mm. That was not fun. Yeah. I had to try and find randoms. Again, I've had to go to a third-party Discord to try and find groups sometimes. Give me that in-game. Yes. Give me all that in-game that I can find groups easier. Again, this is all simple shit that should be added over and time. And stuff that going, Blizzard knows how to yeah. do as well. Oh, yeah. I'm not going, oh, itemization's broken, there is no endgame, all these issues that were wrong with Diablo yeah. 3. Like, nah. This is just a simple shit. Like, give us more stash tabs. Yeah. Give us eight. Yeah. What's like, that costing I, you? I, Nothing. Yeah. And Blizzard want us to have inventory pressure, which I get, where they're like, we want you to make choices on having to sell things. We don't want you to hoard everything. That's fine. But I think I saw a thing last night that... Oh, there was like 50 or 60 individual powers for each class and you want to try and keep two of each in your box for upgrades, yep. right? Well, that's your entire stash field almost on one fucking character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So inventory pressure, yes. Give us, a, as I said, five stashes and, and the extra one, minimum. Yeah. Anyway, um, as I said, cake is there. I love the game. I'm looking forward to seasons and what they eventually add. They've done a great job. They've fixed a lot of shit that was wrong with Diablo 3. People are still bitching about this game. I say, shut the fuck up. Nothing will be as perfect as the precious Diablo 2. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it must be pretty good because this is the longest we've ever spoken about a game after scoring it. Yes. Okay. (laughs) All right. And uh, that was uh, Diablo 4. We march on hell. of all humanity depend on what you do next. If we can't stop Lilith, we'll all be damned. Alright, so who are you and where do we find you, Carl? I am The Lyrical. That's me. Look up The Lyrical on YouTube or Spotify to find my original music and my covers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the underscore lyrical, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and catch me on Instagram at The Lyrical. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Game Train Twitch for Twitch stuff. Added a bunch of new point redeems on there, which Carl came in and found out about. Uh, they were wonderful. Very fun to do. Uh, uh, talking Cat, all this sort of stuff. It's all there. Yep. It's corn is very cheap at the moment. It's 100 points if you want to see the corn kid pop up. 100 points for it's corn. It's so worth. Yeah. Originally, I started at 3,000. Like, it's discounted. Folks. Oh, my God. It's, it's 3,000. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Twitter at Game Train Talk, Facebook.com slash Game Train Podcast. Uh, on iTunes, Spotify, 
Podbean, etc. Um, yeah, super simple stuff. All right, uh, shall we roll into Lame Love Hut? Let's do it. All right, first up is the Lame Train. Carl, what is your lame train? My lame train, I think it might have been similar last week, but it's like my lame train is just being an adult and loving games so much at this time because I, I'm so stretched thin. There's so much to play and I'm playing none of it because I'm like, like a, like a pinball machine, a, a bit of Zelda, a bit of Diablo. Oh, quick, jump on Final Fantasy demo. Oh, jump back onto this. Oh, this is out. Oh, there's all these tiny little awesome games. Uh, you know, oh, get ready for this and that. And then like, Things drop like movies or Black Mirror Season 6 is out. How exciting. No way am I having time to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just wild. It's such a normal lame train for me, but I'm just feeling it more than ever now. With, with like, I have maybe one, maybe two nights a week to play games, and I don't even have like a regular job. I'm a musician. And you'd think that means I have so much time to play but uh, you know with with the streaming and all that and then i'm like all right let's play and i'm like what everything is awesome right now which is the weirdest thing to be a lame train uh but uh, that's yep. it yeah nice what about yours uh mine is okay i've never felt pain like this in a game before oh yeah i try i tried hardcore on diablo oh, 4 for the first oh, time oh. i think i tried it on three or two once it didn't go very far because i was like i don't want to lose a character hardcore is character dies that's it it's gone yep. it's there's n if you dc and you die if you get a bug and you die if you fuck up and you die if you walk away from your computer to check something on your phone and an enemy runs out of nowhere and hits you and you die that's it there's no going back there's no right into blizzard going oh yeah but decent they don't fucking care uh quinn one of the biggest streamers in the world lost his 120 hour character due to a bug wow right and there is no coming back from it. They've never brought someone's character back. Doesn't fucking matter what happens. So I've tried hardcore. I I I yeah. Um, I've lost characters now. I lost a first up lost a fifty necro. Um, that was the first one. That was just this random boss killed me. I was stunned. Ooh. I made a funny video about it. Put it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. Second second one, I lost a fifty seven druid, and this was my own fault. Uh, there's enemies that explode when they die. I've got this habit of walking over to the enemy as it does to pick up the loot. Yeah, so it doesn't like spread everywhere. You just pick it up in one thing. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, to pick up the item and the enemy just exploded on me and I died. Oh, no. Okay, okay. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then I got friends to power level me and um, I was level 31 and they were doing level 50 plus content. Normally they left me outside of the dungeon, but I started getting a little um, eager. So I started following them around for fun, no. making jokes. Next minute, left screen, monster runs out one shot. Yeah, that's that's on you. That's on yeah, me. Yeah. Finally, phone, I walked away. I thought I teleported back to town. I was out in front of a dungeon. A little critter came up and killed me at 74. I've lost 110 hours worth of characters oh, now. Yucky. It, hurt. it hurts. Yucky. It hurts a lot. Um, like it, you die to a one percent to a boss, right? Like last percent that hurts. This is something else. Yeah, because you can try again instantly. It's like I just died. I I went and checked my phone. I come back. Mm -hmm. I just lost my hundred. Hey, your phone oh, just I'm said like, hello. Then <laughs> fifty hours. 
Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, that was my lame train. It hurts. All right. Let's move on to the love train. What have you loved this week? This week of all those games I was talking about, still Zelda. And not Zelda specifically. Well, yes, Zelda specifically. But I'm, I love so much that it's just kind of rare that I'm, again, in a giant open world, one player that is interesting and new every time I jump in. And it, literally every time I jump in, whether it's just like a couple hours or like an all-nighter, it's, it's different and it's new. It's like I've enjoyed many open world games like, you know, Horizon Forbidden West or um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. But every time you jump in, like you'd agree, it's, it's still a beautiful open world, but it's the same thing, similar. Mm. Whereas Zelda is like this huge world that I love being in. And it's just this such a nice game that I can like end of the day, finish all my jobs turn on the game and let's see what let's see what happens it's new it's mm -hmm. exciting i still feel like it came out yesterday like i'm buzzed to jump in right now final fantasy 16 is waiting downloading on this screen in front of me and i still kind of just want to play zelda all day i had to pause it because it would have interfered with the recording oh here. mine says six hours to go what? yeah my my playstation's very far from my wi-fi Oh. Uh, which is the exact same distance, I might add, as my Xbox Series X. But since the Xbox 360, Microsoft just have a way, I guess, because they're Microsoft, of just like working with really small signal. They must just have some boss-as servers around the world or something, but they really run with low internet really well for downloads. Whereas mm. PlayStation, I've always struggled with unless it's plugged right into the wall. So I might do that later, just move it and plug it into the wall because I do only have today. But again, I just I'm thinking about Zelda. Like I'm gonna finish this, go have breakfast, and then play some Zelda. And I'm just loving it. Like it's this thing that's just looming over me with joy. You know, like mm. I don't know, it's so cool. I'm still so impressed by it. We we ate KFC last night with a bunch of friends in here and we just turned on a bunch of YouTube videos about like things to do in Zelda before you start properly. Like early stuff, not even like late game and I'm I'm hundred and twenty hours in. And we're watching like early cool tips. And both of us had played a lot. There was, there was four of us watching, but two of us had played a lot. And us two were still looking at each other every now and then in this intro video going, wait, what? Wait, what? You know, like not even late game stuff. They're just like, mm, maybe do this and maybe try this. And we're like, holy wow. Like they, they did the thing about the bombs on the shields. Have you tried that? No. This is like I won't mention any more after this, but this is one thing they mentioned early on. You put a bomb on your shield, and I was like, "Oh, this is trouble," because <coughs> they said, "Okay, it's obvious. Put a bomb at the end of an arrow and shoot a bomb. Great, but you mm. can put a bomb on a shield, and if you do the uh, surf move, it explodes under you and doesn't hurt you and shoots you up really what? high." And I, I just thought, "Oh, this will be a silly Does thing." Does it break the shield? I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't think so, but it might. But so what they were using it in is they were in a big group of bad guys, did that move, huge explosion, shoots you up, and then you go bullet time, add another bomb to an arrow, shoot down. So they've just been like exploded by two bombs right in the middle of a fight. Any time. I'm just like, wow. Little things like that where I'm just like, get out of town. There's more that I want to mention, but I don't want to spoil things to listeners. They're just early stuff that help you down the track. That I was blown away, and that was yesterday. 
200, I mean, 120 plus hours in, and I'm still like, wow, I could use that. Hmm. So, no, yeah, that's, that's my love train. What about you, good sir? I fell in love with hardcore. You did. Your layman lover's same. You're in such a toxic relationship. I know. <laughs> no, I can't I can't go back to softcore now. That's it. It's over. Yeah, what do you do? It feels empty. It, it, except for campaign. I'll always do the same camp because I died on the final fight in Diablo 4. And that would have sucked as a hardcore character oh, so much. you imagine? Right? Yeah, no mm. way. So campaign always, like for ex expansions, I'll go through the campaign on softcore, right? I'll do it. On, then, I'll, then I'll be, I think I'll be on hardcore because what it adds is just, it, it's a different way of playing. It adds so much weight to the game. Yep. I feel um, that you don't get on softcore where on softcore I'm like, unless I'm playing with, like if you go, oh, let's play a seasonal character, I'll play softcore on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to drag you into hardcore with me. But, um, yeah, for me, generally, I'll roll, like, my my first seasonal character will probably be hardcore. Sick. Anyway, let's roll into the hype train. What are you hyped for, Carl? Well, I mean, it's a tricky one. Final Fantasy 16 is downloading right now in front of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't, it's just so lame. I can't wait to finish this podcast and go play some Zelda. But I am. That's what you said for the love train. I, and I, like, I can't be hyped for it because it's already out. So it doesn't count. So it's like, it's a weird hype train because I have to say like, I guess I'm hyped for Final Fantasy 16. And I, I am because the demo, by the way, uh, listeners, was awesome. Like, never played really it. fun. Doesn't matter. You don't need to. But I mean, because we have, we have oh. the game. I, I just mean like oh, yeah, people yeah. who don't have the game who are like not oh, sure. Oh, oh, I've got I've got a quick question. Without spoilers, is it just like chapter one of the game is the demo? So I know when I play the full game. I no, shorter, oh. shorter. It's oh what? Okay, that's all I need yeah, to know. It's only so it's only two hours, uh, but it is the very start of the game, the first two hours. But it's one of those cool first two hours of a game where they show you all the things that you're going to be able to do. Maybe. I don't know. There's probably going to be a lot more, but there's a lot of stuff that happens. They show you combat. They show mm. you some bosses. They show you some summons and a heap of the story, uh, you know. But it's free. Obviously, it's a, it's a demo. It's two hours, and it carries straight into the main game. So if, you, if you're not sure, try it. If, if okay. you don't like it, uninstall and walk away. Like, it's so – I love that they still do this, like, especially Square Enix. They've been very good with that. We've seen it with – uh, Octopath Traveler one and yep. two, Pro Project Triangle Strategy. Yep. Now, now this. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, and they're doing the same thing where you play the start of the game, and then you can continue that save. I wonder if we get that for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I won't play the demo on that either. I'll wait for the. And for thing. Rebirth, are these like new games? Like, does any of your stats carry over from the first game, or does that? I can't. I can't imagine it would. Yeah. So that's. There'll 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 be something, and we've gone over this in so many times with different games. Like Horizon was a good one. Like how does your character and Zelda? Zelda was a great example. Yes. How does your character go from one to two? It's the same character, but now they are weaker. Why? Why is yeah, that? Yeah. Yep. And some games just take all your stuff away, and or some make all your powers irrelevant and like weak. Yeah. It's like. 
Like, I think that would be stupid if they did that, especially for, for newcomers, because I think they want they want each part to be part of the trilogy, but also playable on its own. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so my hype train. Yes, please. I, I am hype for Final Fantasy. Yay. Seven rebirth. It's two discs, Carl. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Sixteen. Cool. Two discs, man. It's blowing my mind. I can't believe you're so hyped for the um, Cyberpunk 2077 two disc vibe. Dude. Like Cyberpunk like, 2077. So, like anything Final Fantasy 7, I just get very hyped for. Actually, I need to play the Crisis Core remake sometime. But it's just the music and shit is just, oh my God, just give it to me now. No, I just guess I have to play. Final Fantasy 16 Poor in the Final meantime. Fantasy 16. It's getting from both of us like the, oh, I guess it's going to be fine. <laughs> I, I guess it's getting nine pluses all around the yeah, internet today. Hey, I suppose. Oh, well, I guess it's Final Fantasy 16. It does. I am. We, we, we haven't had a new Final Fantasy mainline game since before the podcast started. Well, we had seven remakes. Yeah, not a main not a new. I, I mean, like a Final Fantasy, yeah. you know. And I haven't. It was during 15 that we decided to do the podcast originally that long ago so we get to talk about Mm. like a mainline i haven't been excited i said this in our chat earlier genuinely to play a a new like after playing the demo since 10 of of like this this feeling because 15 but but we didn't have a demo yeah i know well that's what i mean again but even in hypewise even even hindsight after playing 15 i didn't quite it just wasn't there for me like the boy bandy stuff was and then yeah no i get we don't need to talk about that can be all so we're gonna save all that for next time we're gonna wrap this episode we're going almost yeah well Uh, there was a toilet break in the middle which we've actually cut out but um, yeah there was we've gone over two hours here but you know you go all the longest episode to talk at diablo 4 but normally our e3 episodes are their own episodes so we combine that with a review so there's a lot sorry it's their own bloody fault There was a lot, and it's so, E3's fault because it's kind of confusing where it started and ended. Yeah, exactly. We didn't like, know where to actually, put it. We we kind of had this episode planned before Nintendo did their thing yesterday. Yeah, so. thanks Nintendo. Surprise! Yeah, awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, next time will be Final Fantasy sixteen. Yay. I was about to say remake. Oh, dude, let it go. All right, two deaths. Twenty twenty four. All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is this big game train. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, wait, no, it's still going. Leave that.